Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. all of it I have to admit and didn't watch it live I watched it this morning when I got up at 6 a.m. because I wasn't impressed with this year's inductions I'll put it out there I think there's some that should have got in that didn't and the simple fact of the matter is I enjoyed uh, the ones that I watched he even was amused by Jerry Jones. But uh, so the Hall of Fame happened last night. But I want to get into this because normally my co hosts get in a little bit later. But I want to talk about some of the things that have been happening on my page and some of the other uh, comments that I've made. And, and I want to put it out there. I'm going to go Colin Kaepernick to start the show and get it out there and be done with it because, frankly, I think everybody's missing the point. And I don't know how it is. And, and, and I, I, this, folks, this Colin Kaepernick not having a job, first of all, is his own fault, by the way. I'm going to put it out there. He's the one who decided not to continue his contract. So he you know, bailed out of that. He would have had a contract for the 49ers, um, and then they would have had to get rid of him if that's, in fact, what they were going to do. But he chose not to do that. So the fact that he don't have a job, number one, is his own fault. Number two, and let's just say it wasn't, and they let him go and everything else. Anybody in their right mind, when I say right mind, I got to use that term loosely because there are a lot of people who are not in their right mind are not for police brutality against blacks. They are not there. And, folks, you can't tell me that today's NFL is against Colin Kaepernick because of his stance. They're just not. Now, those with an agenda out there to push, they want to go ahead and make this their Baby, they want to make this their agenda. Their agenda is is that he's being discriminated against for his beliefs and what he's protesting. Not simple fact. It's not that. I mean, if you want to be blind to it and you want to go ahead and say, you know, all the NFL players, you know, teams are owned by white people, all that other stuff, you can go ahead. Live with that agenda. You can go ahead and do so. 
and you can ride that roller coaster all day long and make it a great show. But I'm just going to make it easy because that's the kind of thing. Is sometimes I'm told some you're just too simplistic. Well, <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I'm going to prove that point. This is not about anything. It's not about Colin Kaepernick's stance. It's not about what he's standing for. It's not about what he's trying to protest. It comes down to the fact that this guy spit in the face on 9-11, out of all days, on 9-11, spit in the face of every active military person in this country and their families, and just urinated all over the graves of those that gave the ultimate price for this country. Now, you want to go ahead and say it's about the other stuff? You can go ahead and I'm going to say you're blind and I'm going to call you the racist. I'm going to call you the one with the agenda. Because if you don't think for two seconds that what Colin Kaepernick did, well, no, not what he did, but how he did it, is not offensive, you're wrong, period. There are many military people in this country that have given their life and right now in the process of giving their lives for his right to do what he did. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm against Colin Kaepernick for what he did or what he's protesting. I'm in my right mind. Hell yeah, I don't want to see that crap go on. Racial injustice, don't want to see that going on. But it's like that old saying, you know, you know, I don't mean to offend you, but. I don't mean to offend you, but. But you just did. You offended the people of this country who have families in the military. Now. I know, I hear everybody say, well, you know, he could have found a different way to do it. And folks, I'm going to tell you, he said, that is right. They're not saying don't protest it. In fact, I'm saying it, it, do it, protest it. But don't piss on the grave of this fine country and those who built this country on their backs, gave their lives and currently given their lives for it. And you want to make that the excuse that Colin Kaepernick is not getting a job? No. It's the controversy of his way of doing it seemed, and I say seemed, unpatriotic. And if you can't see that that is a disgrace or something that would be offensive to people who have a love for the military or people in the military that they love at what he did, pissing on the grave, slapping everybody in the face. If you can't see that, you want to push that agenda. Now, you want to say, well, you know, it's like this is your quote-unquote excuse. No, it isn't. I know many people of color that are pissed off about this situation because of what he did to the military. It is simple. Now, you want to go ahead and bring it complex. You want to bring up race. You want to bring up all this other stuff. And in any other case, in any other way, I'd say you're right. But this country, my brother, loving, sent me a folder of 40s music, which, by the way, dig it. I, I dig old stuff like that. 50% of it was all about patriotism and this country and those that served in this country. 
50% of all the he, he sent me hundreds of songs. So don't tell me that this country or teams in the NFL don't want that association because I'm telling you, folks, that's what people feel. And not just white people such as myself, but all colors feel this way. There's an agenda that's being pushed, and I get it. And the reason why it's being pushed is because of exactly what Colin Kaepernick is protesting. Again, I'm all for anybody in their right mind who thinks what happens to blacks or anybody else who are abused by the police are not in their right mind, if they think that's okay. They're not in their right mind. It is simple. And, folks, i got to keep it simple because that's the way I roll. Now, we can sit here and debate it all day long. And if you want to say the military and the disrespect that he has shown to the military and use that as your excuse on why white people still have a – you can go ahead and do that. I'm not falling for it, and I'll be the first to stand on it. I'm not. I'm not falling for it. And, I, folks, I know many people of color in this country. I'm telling you right now that if you honestly believe that he did not offend even owners of this NFL, you're crazy. By the way – if he was good enough, he'd have a job, too. So you've got a double whammy up on top of it. Sorry, he's not. He was ranked 29th in the NFL last year. Now, granted, he only played 12 games, but I'm going to tell you right now. Now, first of all, I'll just put it out there. 49ers are crazy. Now, listen to what I'm saying on you, what I'm going to tell you, folks. And I said it last year on this show, on this debut show, when we were talking about the NFC West, I said there's no reason why Colin Kaepernick should not be the starter this season. And the 49ers started Blaine Gabbard, of all people. I'll put it out there. Colin Kaepernick's better than Blaine Gabbard. But I'm done talking about it. I put it on the post, and, I, you know, every team in the NFL that needs a quarterback, they don't have to get Colin Kaepernick because you want to push that agenda or the reason why they're saying no. No, the reason why they're saying no is not because of his agenda, not because of what he is protesting. It's because of what he did as far as offending those in this country. Now, the, the Ravens made a complete and utter mistake, and Shannon Sharp is right about one thing. They should have just said, we don't want them. And they didn't have enough stones to do that. So that's why the whole controversy was built up, and they, they went out to, to, to the public and everything. It's really simple. Ed DeBartolo don't, did not like offended Ed DeBartolo. I think that's his first thing, Ed. But what he did regarding this military of our country, has nothing to do with the color of his skin or what he's protesting. And I'm not blind to what's going on. I know exactly what's going on, and I am with his protest. But the way he did it, there could have been several other ways. And I know I hear experts in the media saying, well, you really shouldn't say the way, the way he did it. Yeah, but you're pissing off, you know, all branches of the military. That's a real good thing to do. 
I'm just saying. And I'm not saying it's right for the NFL to do this. I'm not. But if you don't think we live in the free country, right, that gave him the right to take the knee, I give every NFL team in this country a right to say no to Colin Kaepernick. Yes, because they are offended, and they were offended by his actions. You can't have it both ways, folks, and I'm telling you that's what's going on here. But that's just a personal opinion. And that personal opinion is about as much uh, worth anything else, not much. So I got that out of the bag. It's on my Facebook page. You want to go ahead and jump on and let's talk about it. That's fine. But I'm going to fall back to the fact that he offended people of this country, maybe even owners of the NFL football teams, about what he did. And, of course, they're worried about backlash. Remember, the NFL promotes the military, for God's sake. Why do they do that? Because they're proud of it. And what he did was offensive to those that have a love for the military in this country, that have families in this uh, military, have wives, kids, just, just slapped them in the face. Has nothing to do with what he's protesting, nothing. You want to you run with your agenda because that's what I think is going on. So that got it out there. Wanted to talk about it. Wanted to make sure that I got that part out. You may not believe, you may not get what I'm saying or, or believe it. Or you're just not part of, you know, common sense thinking. I'm going to tell you right now, I found it offensive because of what he did, how he did. Yes, yes. And I have that right. Just as much as he has the right to go ahead and offend me, I have a right to be offended, okay? And that's where I stand on Colin Kaepernick regarding his stance on what he was protesting. Now, simple fact of the matter is, folks, I don't think this guy's cutting it in the NFL for the last couple of years. And I, even at that point, the year before that, he was 8-8. Eight and eight. So the last three years, this guy has been mediocre at best. Whether or not he's not happy or whether or not he's the starting quarterback, to me, hasn't shown me anything. And why not give somebody else a try? You know what you get with Colin Kaepernick. You know, a team can start can, – could grab up Colin Kaepernick two weeks before the regular season and still have that guy. Why not give someone else a try? Maybe someone else that they want to try. Why does every quarterback availability in the NFL, whether it's the Baltimore Ravens or the, the, um, the Dolphins, have to consider Colin Kaepernick? But because we're talking about it in the media, get real. People will do things because of their actions, and they, you can either get a job or lose a job. And you can say whatever you want. That's true statement. I'm not saying it's right, and I'm, I'm going to stand with the people who want to stand for what Colin Kaepernick is doing, because I'm right there with him. But the fact that he did the way he did it, if you can't accept the fact that that might have offended people in this country, whether it be NFL team owners or just people across this country, you're just lying to yourself. Now, that's my humble opinion. That having been said, of course, the name of this show, we're going to take a quick break. Got you through the first 15 minutes. Want to make sure we get to our sponsors. 
we have a great show here. You And we'll give you a little time, not much, on the Colin Kaepernick, because we got a lot to cover. We got eight teams to cover in the NFL. AFC, NFL, coming to you here on the Couch Potato Sports Show when we come back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, it is fresh. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. 
At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. And we are back on a Sunday morning here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. With that being said, our Sunday morning tradition continues here on the premiere of the 2017 NFL season. And we had to start getting this done because it's time. Folks, normally we bring you the play-by-play of indoor football. Last year, we didn't do it because of my new position in Champions Indoor Football. So, that having been said, we didn't bring it, but we still talked football all the way up to get you where you were. Whether it be indoor football, which we did talk about on the weekly basis here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, with Champions Indoor Football, we did talk about that. Uh, So, we still kept our promise, but yeah, here we are. The 2017-2018 season, and I don't know, did you watch the Hall of Fame game last night? I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I didn't watch the game. Frankly, I'm about as interested in pregame or preseason football games as I'm interested in having a bunion on my pinky toe. I don't care. Only thing I do care about is injuries coming out of those games, and that's always something, or that into training camp. Injuries are always a big thing, and injuries are always going to be a position for guys to be able to get a spot because of injuries, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, if another quarterback goes down, Ryan Tannehill and his problem over there in Miami, they were talking about it, Jay Cutler in the uh, group there for a possible signing there. Uh, We thought there were some reports out there that said that Jay Cutler had signed with the Dolphins. And just to let everybody know, that is not, is not a true statement. Okay. He is being considered for it and he is leaning. And right now Miami is saying that right now that's our guy. Those that listen to this show know that I'm a big Brian Dottery fan out of Kentucky. I think this guy's got the goods, man. I really do. I mean, I'm not going to be foolish to sit here and say that Brian Dowdy's better than Colin Kaepernick or the backup Matt Moore, which, by the way, Matt Moore is, is that career backup. And I think he's going to be asked to do what he's going to do. Right now, it's Matt Moore's job. Now, if the Dolphins decide that they want to go ahead and get Jay Cutler, really, my Brandon Dowdy needs to find a new football team to be on a practice squad on. That's number one. Number two, that means that they really don't trust the injury time that it's going to take for 
Ryan Tannehill to get back. So you got to keep that in mind there. So, but were you interested in the game? I mean, the, the, they, the Cowboys won 20 to 18, big whip. Guys weren't in there for very long. Don't even want to talk about it. You know what? Cowboys won. whoop de doo I mean, are you excited about this season? They, uh, by, by the way, let me just jump back up on one thing on the Colin Kaepernick thing. Those that say if Colin Kaepernick doesn't get a job, they're not going to watch the NFL this year. I will say you might not watch preseason, but you'll be a liar if you don't watch. I, I don't trust people who'd say that. I mean, if you're a real football fan. Now, if you are not a football fan, yeah, you'll sit and watch it every once in a while, and then you decide to make that statement. I'll go with you on that. And if you, but if you are a guy that played this game or is trying to make it to the NFL, you know, and say, "Well, I'm not going to watch the NFL." You're, in my idea, I, I just I can't think that as a truthful statement. I just can't. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm old. And I I just maybe, but I I just I I don't believe some people that made that statement have been in football their whole lives and been trying to get to the NFL. And and, and I'm sorry, if you don't want to watch the preseason, I'm all for you because I I want to tell you right now, I don't spend a lot of time watching preseason games. Just don't because I don't care. Because when week number one rolls around, it's a total different game. It gets faster. And then yet, New guys that are on there who have had success in the preseason, every guy that everybody's talking about having so great of a a prospect, I'm going to tell you, you know, 80% of them don't pan out as soon as the season starts or they get cut or whatever the case may be. So I don't waste my time. I'm not going to put that effort into preseason. But week number one, (laughs) red zone it is, baby. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if I believe people when they make that statement. I really don't. And I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, right, or wrong to think that way. But, you know, football is such a culture in this country that, and, and the most of the people I deal with, I mean, I just, you know, I'm just not going to buy it. And by the way, I would commend someone who decided that they would say I'm not going to do it, and they actually don't watch it. I would commend them. I would, and I will. I'm not saying that everybody who makes the statement is a liar, but I will tell you that a good 80% of the people are saying, well, I'm not going to watch the NFL if Colin Kaepernick don't get a job. Please. Please spare me with that BS. I don't believe it. If you're, I mean, if you're a diehard for football and you're a diehard for the NFL, I get that you wouldn't want to, but I don't know. Would you be able to? Like I said, 80%, I would say 80%, I don't believe. But that's just me, which is what we do here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So, by the way, and just to let everybody else know, as a big fan of the indoor game that I am, and everybody knows I am, I've got a problem with the NFL. Not so much sure I'm not going to watch it. But the NFL, if you take a look at my Facebook page, I had to to correct an NFL mistake because of their arrogance. 
Hey, I guess they should have a right to be arrogant, I guess. Good, bad, or indifferent. They're arrogant. So, they forgot to put the Iowa Barnstormers logo on the picture with Kurt Warner. They only put the Rams, the Giants, and Cardinals. You forgot another pro football. Say whatever you want. It's pro football. And like he said at about that 21-minute area, he lives the fact that, you know, and feels prideful about him, he should, that it's the pro football hall of fame, not just the NFL football hall of fame. I hate the arrogance. Always have, always will. Now, granted, I get how people get into the Hall of Fame. I'm not stupid. But I'm telling you right now, Kurt Warner not in the NFL, that wouldn't have happened without the Iowa Barnstormers and the Arena League. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it just is. And, and as much as I love – and, hey, Kurt Warner, great, great speech last night. And all NFL prospects, that meaning all indoor football guys, have somebody they can look to, guy working at a grocery store. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, some of the people that are playing indoor football right now it, it don't, don't even have don't even have better jobs than that. Some don't, but some do. So NFL really needs to get up off their high horse. That's just a personal opinion rolling through here on a Sunday morning. But the Cowboys do get the victory in last night's football game. Do you, like I said, do you care? Three four seven two one five seven day four ninety seven is the number. You can get in online. My co-hosts are a little bit late, and I'm going to start without them here fairly soon. But talking a little bit about what's going on and the NFL's. You know, Hall of Fame, it was great. By the way, Jerry Jones is a very, very entertaining man. I, I, I have to admit, I enjoyed listening to him. Half the stuff he said I don't believe are, I would say, by half of what he said, I believe. I believe everything he said, but only about 50% of the details. How about that? Maybe that's it. Me personally, I think he got off on firing uh, Tom Landry. That's just me. His arrogance of, you know, thinking that he knew better. And he may or may have not been right. You know, that's a personal opinion right there. Should have Tom Landry got fired after Jerry Jones took over this team. Well, first of all, when I seen the fact that that was being bought out, I knew he'd be gone. And then I found out it was Jerry Jones. Not that I knew very much about him in the first place, I'll be honest, but once you kind of do a little research on him and know about it, you knew that was coming. So it is what it is. But uh, I enjoyed that one. I, I enjoyed Jerry Jones's and uh, Kurt Warner's the best. Now, what I will say is the people who introduced them were quite entertaining to me as well. I love Jerry's wife, and I love Kurt Warner's wife. 
Which, by the way, she does have a cool hairstyle. I got to put it out there. It's kind of cool. So, the Hall of Fame was an interesting thing last night. And uh, and the game, to me, you know, I didn't watch it. So, I'm not going to get here. And because all I know is the score of the game. And that's it. And that's all I really cared to know. So, the NFL is what it is. And the game was what it was. I think there were one or two players that maybe should have waited one more year before they got in. One I don't think should have been put in. Maybe it's me, even though I kicked, you know, I, kickers in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I just, I, I just can't, I just can't catch on to that. But that having been said, the NFL is what it is. And the NFL is a media machine. The NFL uh, puts it out there. The NFL has a lot of things going on, okay? Great reaction from a lot of people about the Hall of Fame last night. And uh, rightfully so. Now, having been said, let's talk a little bit about some of the news that is going on out there right now. And one of the big stories is that Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens, they don't have a timeline for his return. That is a problem. You're talking about a football team, the Baltimore Ravens, okay, that should be thought of uh, you know, always in contention for the AFC North Championship or at least that playoff caliber type of team. This is something that's going to hurt him. They need Joe Flacco in there to do that job. I'm sorry, they do. And a backup or anybody they pick up, that's just going to be a problem. It's not going to be Joe Flacco. And it's a red flag. Jordan Reed for the Washington Redskins, tied in, says that he's dealing with a nagging toe injury. And those that know anything about toe injuries, I'm going to tell you, they are nagging injuries. Those are injuries that don't go away. Those, you know, you take one wrong step just walking down the street, you re-aggravate it. So that's something out there. Their car coming off of injury. Where are the Raiders? We're going to talk a little bit about that when we talk about the Raiders. And where they go, what they think. Yeah, Carr says he wants multiple Super Bowls. Who doesn't? Of course not. Uh, Malcolm Smith of the Niners, pectoral injury, gone for the season. This is where guys are able to take a stand and move up and fill holes. And Malcolm Smith was a starter, and that's going to be a problem. We'll talk about that. 49ers, in part, are something we're going to be talking. Adrian Peterson says he's ready to play. In the preseason, how much time he actually going to get, that's going to be the big question. I mean, if you're the Saints, you're not going to put that guy out there for too long in the preseason game. J.J. Watts of the Texans says he will play in the first preseason game. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the mistake of the year for the Texans. That guy wouldn't even be out on a practice field. All right, give him some conditioning. Give him a little bit in training camp. But, man, you don't take the risk with your guy. And say whatever you want. 
the Texans guy is not the quarterback it's J.J. Watt. So watch out for that. Joseph, $50 million extension with the Vikings. Big, big time. You got to be, especially if you're in Minnesota, you got to lock up those defensive stars because, let's be honest, last year you don't have Teddy Bridgewater. Who are the stars on the team on that team? Obviously the defense, and that's what kept them in a lot of games last night. And locking up Linval Joseph is a big part of that. Running back, Logan, out of the Arizona Cardinals, T.J. Logan, out 12 weeks. Pup list and beyond. That, my friends, is a big loss for the Arizona Cardinals at the running back position. We'll be talking about the Arizona Cardinals a little bit later on. So, good stuff going out. Lots of news in the NFL. Of course, we'll always be talking about the news that is going on because that's just the way we roll here on that being said here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Love what is going on. Let's talk more news before, and I'm going to give my co-host an hour to get in here. So, they got 23 more minutes to get their behinds in here. So let's talk about some of the other news that are going on out there. Right now, back to the discussions about Jay Cutler and the Dolphins. Jay Cutler, as Ryan Tannehill, is pretty much done, it seems like. Possibly losing him for the whole year because of a left knee injury. The Dolphins have got something to do. They're going to have to figure it out. But Jay Cutler wants good money to leave the booth. I mean, he's already set in the booth. Left the door open for him to get out. How much is he going to demand? That's going to be the big question. Mike Tomlin, I don't know. This this one, it doesn't confuse me. I understand it. But, man, Mike Tomlin signs an extension. How about that for the Steelers? The Steelers lock up their head guy, and they are definitely putting him on because they extended out that contract to the 2020 season. And say whatever you want, that's some stability. 103-57 and in 10 years with the Steelers. Okay? That's an average winning of 10 games a season. Average, guys, don't get much, you know, I, I'm sorry, that, that's that's good, but, you know, how much and how long do they keep this guy? Now, we saw coaches get coaches' extension. You go, well, how did they get fired? Hey, just because he got the extension, I'm going to tell you, be weary on how long this guy lasts. I don't know. Art Rooney loves him some Mike Tomlin. I think he even says he proves that he is the one, one of the top head coaches in the National Football League. Last year, 11-5. and five. Can't argue with it. 
And that's with Big Ben in and out of the lineup and everything else. So the Steelers looking to make some moves here. Bruce Ellington, Jets wave him after a failed physical. From the 49ers, he went to the Jets and you're out of here. Don't pass the physical, you're done. And they claimed him off of waivers. I mean, so the 49ers waived the guy who failed a physical. Now, I don't know. Bruce Ellington, now let's, let's talk about this just a little bit. As, you know, the Jets go ahead and grab him up. But I will tell you this, fourth-round draft by the 49ers in 2014. Folks, this is the 2017 season. He spent last year on injured reserve with a hammy after getting hurt in the preseason. Had 19 catches, 215 yards, and 13 NFL games. But yet he can't pass the hammy, the hammy inspection. You tell me. Good, bad, indifferent, I don't know. Oh, by and, and just to let everybody know, uh, you know, in training camps, fights happen all the time. I'm t- by the way, I'm tired of looking at news about fights happening in training camp. Who cares? I, I'm bored with that story. Maybe it's me, because there's always going to be, you're going to get under each other's skin there. You're hitting each other in training camp. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's not news. It's daily. So, you know, I, I don't lend too much credence to that. But there was an article that was put out about how dangerous that fights really are. And, and I get it. Understand. So much so that the Patriots head coach says, you're going to fight on my team. You can go home. And it didn't matter who you were. How about the number one wide receiver, gone, Ellington, boom, go home. Guy in the secondary, boom, go home. You're going to fight, you can leave my field. How many NFL coaches are going to do that? Is that a good thing, bad thing? I don't know. What's your opinion on it? Because I don't know. Because I'm never going to question a guy with Super Bowl rings all over his hand. Just not going to, at least in that case. Malcolm Smith leaves because he gets injured. Now, this guy, for I mean, say whatever you want. 49ers wanted this guy uh, to be one of their, you know, best pickups there in, in free agency. They wanted this guy to be in. He goes off because of injury. And by the way, they call it a quote-unquote significant injury. Torn pectoral muscle, that, boys, that's got to hurt. So he's gone. Chargers release veteran safety. Darrell Stuckley, boom, you're out of here. That guy will land somewhere. I'm not saying he's great. I'm just saying there are teams out there that can use the talent. So Stuckley will be on another football team next later on this year. I think somebody will pick him up. 
LaShawn McCoy says he's getting set for the season. And, by the way, just to let everybody know, he's turning 29. He's at one year near 30. And we all know right now he's on the right side of 30. Next year he will be 30. And then the year after that. Not much, I, I don't know, how much longer will he last? Sean McCoy, that's a guy that gets beat up. Shady McCoy is a guy that gets beat up at that running back position big time. And he takes and he takes the licking, keeps on ticking. But guess what? They don't call it the other side of 30 for nothing. So they, he better do something. He says he feels young, but the numbers don't lie. So let's see what ends up happening. By the way, just let everybody know about Tom Terrific, the GOAT, the GOAT. He wants to keep any past medical issues private. How about that? This is a guy that says straight out, any medical issues in his past, he's going to keep private. He isn't going to talk about it. Good for Tom Brady. And by the way, this is about the only guy that really can put that out there like that, right? I mean, the GOAT. Really, when you think about it, Tom Brady is the guy, hey, he prefers to keep any medical issues in his past private, whether it's concussions or whatever, and he probably had a great long talk with his wife and say, don't be talking about my head. So... And, and let's be honest, out of all the people have been ta- – listen, Tom Brady has been taking some hits over the years. Uh, you think he's blind to the fact that, you know, maybe CTE is something that he's got to worry about? Come on. Tom Brady is not blind to the fact of what's coming his way. And his wife says that he's had multiple concussions. And, you know, you and I both know that he had that long talk with his wife. Don't put my medical stuff out there right now, man. Trying to bring home the money. Letting you fry it up in the pan. In your sexy lingerie. (laughs) Anyway, Giants wide receiver, Sterling Shepard. He says he's on the mend. Do you believe him? I mean, an injury that sidelines guys for long periods of time. Then the fact that you're not the guy, really. Sterling Shepard, as much as a good player that he is, okay, I'm going to tell you straight out, after practice and everything, he comes out, he says he's on the men. He walks into the post-media practice where everybody's around, says the ankle's feeling pretty good. Like I said, walking down the street, stepping on a little tiny stone, he can feel a lot worse in about two seconds right after it happened. MRIs right now shows negative. The final diagnosis was already all squared away. He's ready to go. Uh, Bruised bone, that's it. Second-year wide receiver. They grabbed this guy up for a reason, guys, and couldn't help him last year. 23-year-old says that, man, he was worried until he got out on the football field. And he said, you know, he's worried about feeling another pop. Now, this guy's already talking about being gun-shy. 
Don't expect a lot. Fantasy guys, maybe you pick him up in the last round. I don't know. Is he going to be someone that can work with Odell Beckham? Be the other guy. Doubt it. So watch out for that. So also Jets, they they go ahead. They signed defensive uh, lineman Devon Still. Okay, this is the one guy whose daughter's fighting cancer, and uh, that it's a great story, by the way. If you haven't read the story about Ellington, it's it's a great story. Or uh, still, I'm sorry, Devon Still, Bruce Ellington is uh, the guy that when they claimed off ravers and then let him go. That that being said, watch out for that. That that's. You know, I'm a sucker for a story sometimes. And if I get the story I want to hear, I'll write it. And that's one. So, by the way, just to let you know, and I read this, you know, before I came on there and when we were talking about Jay Cutler, um, his uh, TV gig, you know, it, it, it gives them the – Chance to get out there. I, I got a message right here that says, well, what about his broadcasting deal? Didn't he sign a contract? Now, the contract gives him the opportunity to bail on it. So just to let you know. I don't know. Is that a good fit? I mean, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll find out. But that that's big news. I mean, when, when, when you've got your guy, Ryan Tannehill. But here, I'm going to tell you right now, straight out. It was the best thing for Brian Tannehill. This injury is the best thing that happened to Ryan Tannehill, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because he'll be a Dolphin next year. Because if he was healthy and played, he might not be a Dolphin this next season. This was the year he was going to be judged big time on what his performance and the fact that he's going to be out for a long period of time might have saved his career, at least there in over there in Miami. He's not going to get exposed to being as bad as he is. And listen, I, this is a guy right here, me. Okay, I wanted Ryan Tannehill to be good for the Miami Dolphins because I'm going to tell you, there's certain teams when they're good that are good for the NFL. The Packers. When the Packers are good in making playoffs, they are one. I mean, they're great for football. Say whatever you want. The legendary Packers, when they're good, is Say whatever you want about the Patriots. When they're good making playoffs, it's good for the NFL. I'm telling you, the Dolphins making the playoffs is good for the NFL. So watch out for that. After a couple of years on season injury, injuries, okay, Ozzie Newsome for Ben Watson – and Nick Boyle to show up, or he's going to give them the boot. He gave them their injury time. Now it's time for them to put up or shut up. We've given you money. You've been injured. Now let's earn a little bit of it. I think it's perfect. So all that stuff ready to go. It's really interesting. By the way, just to let everybody know um, how much – 
Kurt Warner is loved in Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals owner had to send Kurt Warner to the Hall of Fame. They sent his private jet to pick up 13 members of his family who were stranded at O'Hare Airport in Chicago as they were trying to get to the Hall of Fame. And Bill Bidwell says, no, 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 we'll send the plane. I'm telling you right now, that that's love. For, you know, get Arizona Cardinals making it to the Super Bowl because of him. That's how much he's loved right there. Good stuff. Right? You, you say whatever you want. It's always good to be able to have a relationship with someone that will bring you back from somewhere, take care of you, make sure you get to camp. Now, granted, 13th member family could have rented about three cars, maybe four cars, and then drove on down. But Bill Bedwell Jr. says, nah, we'll send you the plane. That's some love right there. How he found out that he was stranded at O'Hare Airport in Chicago, Illinois, trying to get to Canton, I that part I don't know. But Bill Bidwell says, don't worry about it. Here, you know, uh, let's see here. My guy will be in the air in an hour. Uh, he'll be up there in about three and a half, pick you up, take you down to Canton. That's love, guys. And, and believe me, listen, the Arizona Cardinals are looking for that Hall of Fame-type quarterback. Ever since they brought that, they realized what it took in reality to grab up a guy in order to make it to the Super Bowl. They knew they had to have Hall of Fame quality. You being the Arizona Cardinals, you have to have a guy that can get you there. So, Tarvin, I'm going to just put you on hold. I'm going to hit. I got to get the other commercial in. Come back in five minutes, my friend, if you don't want to listen to the commercials. I know they bore the, bore, bore the hell out of you. So come back in five minutes so you don't have to listen to the commercials. We're going to do that. We're going to hit our commercials. We're going to come back in the second hour. Start with the A. The, what are we going to start with? AFC West or NFC West? We'll try that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Here on that being said, we'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-thru so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. 
Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not nigh Chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price, and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Back at the top of the hour of our number two of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said, it's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we are here on the weekly tradition. Hopefully, Tarvin will give us a call back as we are set. We are going to I got to start soon. I mean, I can't wait any longer as Cuervo being fashionably late as he always is. <laughs> Love it. Love me some Cuervo. 
So since I'm the only one here, I'm going to start it out. I'm going to start with the NFC West. Four teams in this division. How many of them are really playoff caliber teams? What is your opinion on that? Because I'm going to tell you, you know, a couple, you know, a couple years ago, we we're talking about the NFC West being one of the best in the NFC. Yeah, and I don't know. They, in my eyes, they kind of dropped off a little bit. San Francisco, obviously not being good. You know, quarterback controversy over there. The Rams, are they going to be good? They're now in Los Angeles, second year, ready to go. Only two teams really have been able to be fighting for that number one position to get the championship of the NFC West as the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, that having been said, you know, all the news and everything that comes out of this division is really simple. You've got to win 10 games to win this division. You might even get around with nine, depending on what is the mentality of the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks right now. And there's a team out there struggling with that. We'll talk about that because we've talked about it on this show couple of times. So over in the AFC, of course, you got the Arizona Cardinals, you got the Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, and the LA Rams. And, you know, there are certain teams that really can win and lose. And they're always going to lose or they're always going to be mediocre in this division. There there are teams that are good. I mean, you, if you think about Seattle of the past, last couple of years, they you know, a couple of years back, this was a good, good, good football team. Where are they now? I don't know. But let's start in the AFC or the NFC West. Let's start with the team I think is going to end up in fourth position. Lots to talk about it because it's a team that maybe can have that bounce back season as they got rid of their head coach, moved from St. Louis over to L.A., and I don't know how much people can honestly believe where the Rams are going to be this season. Because of all the things that are going on with this football team, new head coach is going to be the big one. Some interesting games coming up here in the preseason. Next week, they get Dallas. Then August 19th, they get uh, AFC West foe in the Raiders. And, and I don't understand why they're even getting this. And then August 26th, they get San, San Diego. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's me. And, and I get I get it because I am in a league where they want to keep costs down. But why, why play someone right there? Because they want to fill that stadium. They want to fill those stadiums right there in the area. And if you keep it local, and guess what? They'll come. So they got two games with AFC West teams in Oakland and San Diego. So they're going to fill up those stadiums in those preseason games. Should be interesting games, by the way, in the preseason with those. Especially the third one against the Oakland Raiders, where most of the starting lineup will be in for the first half of the game. I'm looking forward to that one, and that's one game I am going to watch in the preseason. And listen, guys, I am not a preseason that got to watch them, guy. Not. 
I'm not that guy. And I'm not going to sit there and try to watch those games. I'm just not going to do it. I don't have the time. I don't want to watch. It's not the fact that I don't want to watch guys that are not going to make the squad. Um, It's always good to be able to watch these guys take that stand and move up. But that having been said, I want to see the finished product. What's going to be on week number one? Week number three is where it starts. So it will pique my interest at week number three. Now, this for this Rams team kind of puts them in a position where, hey, they've got a chance here at being mediocre. Indianapolis, I don't know. It depends on what you think about this first team they're playing in week number one in Indianapolis. Is Andrew Luck going to be there? He's going to be ready to rock and roll? Hell, who knows? I, that part I don't know. But I will tell you this. That's a good game to really get an idea of how good this Ram team is. Now, defensively, this is a good football team. All you got to do is look at some of the numbers to see that. It's whether or not they're going to get that job job done offensively. Who's going to start at the quarterback position is going to be a big one. And this first preseason game on September 10th is going to be big. Say whatever you want. It's going to be big. But then they have Washington. I don't know. They're not a great football team. San Francisco, they're not a great football team. Dallas Cowboys, even though they get them in the preseason, they'll get them a second time. Will they be able to pick up that defense? I don't know. Then Seattle. But, you know, some of the games that they got, some of the games that starting with Washington, I don't think they're that great. San Francisco, we all know they're not all that great. Maybe the third spot in this division, I, you know, we'll talk about that in a moment. Jacksonville Jaguars are mediocre and always been mediocre, but they play hard, so that's a tough game. So we'll find out what they're made of in that Jacksonville Jaguar game in week number six. Then they turn around. Then they got some games that are going to be tough for them. So they need to get off to a good start with the kind of lax beginning of the season that they got. Because after Jacksonville, they got Arizona, New York Giants. They have the Houston Texans. Will they be good or not? We'll talk about that. Minnesota, good team. You know, North Arizona again, Philadelphia, Seattle. This is a brutal, brutal midseason schedule for what is a mediocre football team. And you can say, Sonny, why are you being so mean to these guys? Well, all you got to do is take a look at the roster. The roster makes them mediocre. And you, and you can talk about it all day long, but you, you, who they got at the quarterback position? Is it going to be Jared Goff? Is this guy going to be the guy that's going to stand above shoulders out of everybody? I don't know. I think he should have got the at least a better opportunity last year at doing what he does. But when you talk about the quarterback position for this football team, you have Jared Goff right there. Uh, The rest of it, you know, say whatever you want about certain players. And and if you're the – by the way, if you are the Rams, don't you think you should have Jared Goff in there instead of maybe Sean uh, Mannion? Come on, guys. You got to do better than that. Even as the backup, 
You, you got to be better than that. So who's going to start for this football team? It's going to be the biggest question. I think it should be Jared Goff without question. They got a, a couple of other guys, but Dan Olerowski is the, is the the guy that you know maybe maybe I, is I, are they going is he going to start for him? I don't I I I decided that part I'm not getting. This is a football team that is out of the biggest part of the team. Your quarterback position, you're probably hurting the most. You've got to be able to find the guys that are going to be making plays. Jared Goff, I think, can get the job done. Listen, guys, as rookie quarterbacks or second year, they got to take a beating. You've got to get them in the lineup. And if you don't get them in the lineup, you're not going to get your quarterback. You're not going to find the guy that is going to be the guy that's going to stand head and above all the rest of them. It's a football team that has no clue on where they're going at the quarterback position. And it's got to be Jared Goff. It's got to be Jared Goff because their backups and everybody else and whoever's in there, Dylan Thompson, as much as I want, you know, hey, 25-year-old dude, 218, he's not, he's not the guy. It's got to be Jared Goff. So, that alone right there lets you kind of know where the Rams are. And, again, Sonny being simplistic, yep, I know, I get it, simplistic. So, for the quarterback position alone, now, hey, I like this defense. The Rams defense, I think, can make some big, big-time moves. I love, and that, that defense kept them in a lot of games last year. When you're the Rams, you got the new head coach. You got everything else that you got to worry about if you are the Rams. And you got and you've got to make some moves now defensively. I you know I think they're going to hold their own. I think they're going to keep them in in games next year. I really do. But as far as this football team is concerned regarding the Rams, you know, whether it's injuries, whether it's other things that are going on on the football field, you got Gurley in the backfield. I like that. But, hey, who's who's going? I mean, and, and everybody should be expecting more from the Rams and, you know, Todd Gurley. You should expect more. Always should expect more. So where all that ends up, that's going to be the question. I love Todd Gurley. I love what that guy can bring to, bring, bring to the game. I really do. But I want to know where this team is looking for the future because this year I just don't see a lot of games. That midseason schedule is going to beat this team up. And it's going to beat them up bad. So as far as as far as all that is concerned, you've got to be able to take your bumps and they should have done it last year. They should have let Jared Goff get in there and get all his bumps. Because the fact of the matter is is that that is your guy for the future. That's who you brought in. 
breaking news just really quick. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Ted Koppel it, but uh very close to finalizing that deal for Jay Cutler in Miami. Very close. Announcement could come today. So as we move forward and as far as the Rams are concerned, the offensive line I think is good. They're not great, but I think they can get the job done. And it's all about, in reality, when you think about it, all about where a team is going to be when they hit the field mentally. That offensive line, and I'll give you an example. Everybody was talking about how great the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys was. It is the best in the NFL. Last year, yes, it was. But years before that, when they were saying that, that's Tony Romo at the quarterback position. How much do they believe in him? And that's the big question that you got to ask yourself if you're the Rams. How much is someone going to believe in Jared Goff? Easley, Austin left the field. Dominique Easley, Tavon Austin left because of due, due to injuries. How much will that affect them? Quarterback Johnson. For this football team, Tremaine Johnson believes the team is not interested in signing them. That it, that could be the mistake. Watch out for that. Hasn't reported to camp Aaron Donald. So the thing I was talking about, the defense being pretty good, they can't get the guys in camp. And, you know, as Johnson, you know, Say whatever you want. Said no to the voluntary workouts there in May. Not going to do it. By the way, this is a football team right there. As far as the Rams were concerned, they need a quarterback. They came straight out and said what they felt about Colin Kaepernick. Kirk says straight out, don't want the controversy associated with Kaepernick. Boom. No one's talking about how come they didn't take him. It is what it is. The Rams, I think, will start off pretty good, give you something exciting. They might win two or three games within the first six or seven. And then they'll hit that midseason, and it's going to get ugly for a football team right there as far as the Rams are concerned. So I don't feel comfortable with the Rams. That's why I got them in last place. They haven't shown me a lot. You're talking about a football team that only averaged 14 points a game and only could pass for 207 and only rush for 78. They give up 24 points. So, guys, they're losing games by 10 points a game last year. And in the NFL, that's a lot of points. Can't give up that many points in a season to any teams. Can't lose by 10 in the NFL. Lose by three or less, then you've got something to talk about. But it also goes to show that defense, as good as it was, was on the field for way too long last year. That's the reason why I got the Rams in the final spot right there. I don't know. I don't think there's any hope for them to move up anymore. I don't think there's anything else out there. So, 
Um, Rams in fourth position. Let's move to the team I think is going to finish in third place, and it was the San Francisco 49ers. They've got a lot of problems as far as starting from the head honcho, and I'm talking about the owners of this team. The owners of this team, they, they remind me so much of guys that felt like they've had to be a part of it instead of getting a real GM on this team. And, folks, I'm going to tell you that's what I think is missing right there in San Francisco. The San Francisco 49ers are a football team that have a storied franchise, but they averaged 19 points a game, gave up 30. So you thought the 10 points the Rams were giving up? The 49ers did the same. 197 yards passing the game, but where they are very good was the rush. Part of that, Colin Kaepernick was a part of. A good running quarterback are going to get you yards in this league. And Colin Kaepernick, as much as I want to beat up on the big old Colin Kaepernick, you know, people say, Sonny, all you want to do is beat up on Colin Kaepernick. Well, not necessarily do I want to beat up on him. But one thing that really Colin Kaepernick brings to a football team is rushing the football as well as passing it. Because you can say whatever you want about this guy, okay, in 12 games, okay, he rushed for 468 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, quarterbacks don't do that in the NFL. They're pocket quarterbacks. They don't run for that many yards. And in only 12 games. Okay, you don't average 6.8 yards a carry unless you're Colin Kaepernick. And that's what he does bring. But he didn't want to be there anymore. So the fact he's not, he's not playing, that's on him. He was he could have been under contract with the 49ers. Could have went out there and tried to prove what he could do and play this game. But the 49ers, the fact that they're scoring 19 points a game, okay, this is a team that if you score about 23, 24, you're in pretty good shape, but you're giving up 30 points a game. Where's your defense? I mean, and then you then you got guys, you know, we talked about Smith, who was hurt. Malcolm Smith, he's, you know, they're concerned about him and his health. So watch out for that. They had receivers to try to help them. So they go out and get Lewis Murphy and Tom Patrick off waivers from Baltimore. That, that's not going to be enough. They need somebody to throw the football to. Carlos Hyde. And they're worried about his weight loss for crying out loud. And this is a football team that's that storied franchise that are skewing away from the tradition of greatness of what they were, and they're just showing it up to kind of like they are, oh, how do you say it? Oh, that's it, an expansion team. Ever since that ownership came into that front office, the San Francisco 49ers have been playing like expansion team. And say whatever you want. I mean, they make stupid decisions like hiring a coach no one's ever even heard of. How do you do that? 
You're the San Francisco 49ers. How do you go and hire a guy no one's ever heard of? Well, now they go and get Kyle Shanahan. Probably the smartest decision this front office has done since they've taken over. And I like me some Kyle Shanahan. He may not be his daddy, but this guy's got some this guy's got some skills. So I want to see what he can do. Maybe the change at the top, the team where you've got your head coach and the guy that's going to lead you out there. You got to be happy that you have a Kyle Shanahan coming into the season. I think it's important. Now, they have got some tough games. They have Kansas City, they have Denver, and Minnesota, Minnesota in the third week in the preseason. And right now, they got Brian Johnson, or Brian Johnson, mark that. Johnson the third, out with a hammy, on injured reserve, and a torn ACL. For a guy, I think that they were looking a lot for. They had to put him on the IR. Big time loss for this football team, especially at the linebacker position, where, where this team they they could hardly give that up. Gilbert on the IR, done. That happened on August first. But you look at this football team as far as where they are going, okay, these are teams where you've got to turn them when you're as bad as you are, and you've got to decide where you're going to go. Now, Colin Kaepernick is not the job. I got Now, that guy should have been the starting quarterback last year. Might have been a big, big problem. So, Blaine Gabbert, though, is nowhere near Colin Kaepernick had no business starting in the NFL over Colin Kaepernick. And I believe that. But now, is it going to be Matt Barkley going to be the guy? Is he going to be able to step up and become the guy that's going to be able to lead this football team at the quarterback position, the all-important quarterback position? Or Tad Lewis? Really? Seriously? I don't know. Thaddeus, Thad Lewis, I mean, you know, let's be honest, okay? This guy, this guy is a journeyman quarterback, and he's not great. I, 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 I guess Blaine Gabbert's better. Matt Barkley is definitely better. And this is yet a, a football team again that has a problem where? at the quarterback position. And when you have a team that has a problem at the quarterback position, you're in a lot of trouble before the season even starts. They also have ponder, but that's not a serious thing going on. So San Francisco, I think, is in huge – and it was tough for me to pick the Rams over it because I believe in what what Jeff Goff can do. But San Francisco is at a pivotal time of their existence, and they don't have a quarterback. They do have the head coach. So 
what can end up happening for this football team is they can move forward, try to gain momentum for next year to find their quarterback. Who is it going to be in San Francisco? Will Kyle Shanahan bring this team back to what it is, a storied franchise? I don't know. But I don't have them winning too many games. I don't, I mean, and you can sit here and we talked about the schedule for the Rams. They pretty much got the same schedule. As they start off the season, though, with Carolina, will they be better? I don't know. Seattle, you know, right there, division game, week two. Then the Rams, division game, week three. Then week four, division game, Arizona Cardinals. My gosh, by week number four, by week number five, when they get Indianapolis, they could be three games back in the NFC West. And they could know by week number four. I mean, because that Ram game and this 49er game is going to be a good one. Don't know who's going to win, but Seattle and Arizona aren't going to lose to these teams. I don't think. Then Dallas, then Philly, then the Giants, the Bears, Tennessee. Are they are they good? Not Tennessee, the 49ers. Are they good enough to beat Tennessee? I don't know. So, you know, then they end the season with the Rams. I don't know. I Just I can't see it being fighting for anything, neither one of those two teams. Fighting for nothing. Fighting for third. But I, I just, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see offensively. I don't see defensively. I see guys that have left this organization and they are not coming back. So what are they going to do to move forward? I don't know. But I got them in third place in this division. So now, thinking about second place, this was a tough one. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put a team in second place. And I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks, guys. I This is a football team. They've got the talent. I'm not going to sit here and argue the talent, all right, because that is everywhere on this football team from top to bottom. Does the coach have control of this football team? I talked about it last year on this show. This was a team that was headed for disaster, not because of the talent, because of where they are mentally. Was it Pete Carroll's fault? Well, I mean, you, you you have Sherman talking it up in the, in the media and everything, whether it be Colin Kaepernick or everything. This is a team when a guy and teams have to have their players shut up and play football. And especially if you are the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks are a football team that needs to to – go back to about three to four years ago, but the problems that they had that hard. And I'm not going to argue with, with the, with, with the talent. I think the talent is all there. They should win this division easy, but I don't think mentally this is a team that can move forward. I think they're going to be hurting themselves. So what do you do? I mean, really, if you're Pete Carroll, how are you going to get your teams up to play these games? Never mind the preseason games. I mean, 
they, they, they got stories everywhere. And I don't know. Jamal Johnson, they signed him, you know, wide receiver. I, Cam Chancellor re-signed through 2020 was the big thing. They did that back on J- July 31st. That was a big signing for this team mentally. They needed that guy, especially defensive side of the ball. So their transaction page, you know, we got some guys on there that are not bad. They picked up some guys. IR for their running back, Johnson. But we all know what that's all about. So, you know, and and this is a football team that really needs to concentrate on football, not Colin Kaepernick, all right? Because you already had Richard Sherman out there. You have Baldwin out there talking about his frustration over the Kaepernick situation. I'm not saying that you shouldn't worry about it, but it's time to play football. And if you get your mind too much outside of football, the mental portion of this game is so important that if you are not set and ready to play and you got your mind over other things, it's going to be a problem for you. Now, Chancellor was the big story. Baldwin coming out and talking about the Colin Kaepernick situation, you know, it's not going to help you. Um, should players speak up about it? I don't know. It, it just depends on how big your paychecks have been in the past. If you got a guy that's hanging on by a thread trying to make an NFL squad, they're not going to say anything. Yeah, should they say something? Eh, maybe, but are they? Probably not. Guess what? We just spent the last three minutes talking about things that are not happening out on the football field. So, you know, you've you got to look at it. So, the Legion of Boom, they're back. They got their guy. Chancellor, a big, big thing. They had to get that job done. But I'm worried about this team mentally. And, folks, it's not because I think the Arizona Cardinals are that much better, because I don't think they are. But I think mentally they're better in a better place than the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are a team that should be running through this division without question. But they've got so many other mental problems going into this. Not only that, they lose their you know running back, although they didn't have him last year, but that's probably got to sing a little bit over in Oakland. So, you know, say whatever you want. Uh, Malik uh, McDowell didn't report for the training camp. Because he was in a car accident. Where is that? What's going on with that? So lots of things that are off the field as far as this football team is concerned. Now, here's the thing that's going to help this football team. Week number one is going to help this team big time. Because if they're going to be good, they're going to beat the, the Packers. Problem is, I don't think they are. But. Week two, they get San Francisco. Then they get Tennessee. Then they get Indianapolis. Then they get the Rams. They have four weeks where they can just sit and 
They'll, they're going to win those games. And at the bye, they're going to be 4-1 before they head into uh, taking on the New York Giants in New York. Houston should win that game. Washington, win that game. Arizona's going to be the battle. Atlanta's going to be a battle. But then they're back to teams that are kind of questionable. Back to San Francisco, should beat that team. Jacksonville, should beat them. Rams. But the only games, I mean, really, Philly, that's going to be, but that's the game they should win. They end with Dallas and Arizona. It's going to be for a playoff spot. Whether it's the NFC West Championship or them trying to get that wild card spot. That's where it's going to be. So the Arizona Cardinals, obviously, are the team I got. We're sitting up on top right there in the AFC, in the NFC West. But I don't think they're all that great. And I don't even want to say they're going to win by default. They're just going to win because they, I don't think Seattle's ready to, to take get going this year. I really don't. I think this is a football team that's really hurting right now. So Seattle is not going to be anything to write home to mama about unless they get going. If they're four and one, they have time to mentally get into it by the time they get into the bye week. So that's going to be good for them. They got a schedule that sets up at the beginning of the season that's good for them, and they could be on top. But if this is a team that drops two or three of those games, you, you know mentally something's going wrong over in Seattle. Now, again, I'm not saying the Arizona Cardinals are a better football team because they're not. As far as talent is concerned, the talent's all over them, but they have a head coach and Bruce Arians compared to Pete Carroll that keeps control over his players, gets their minds all set. You know, Hall of Fame game. The Arizona Cardinals lose to the, to, to the Dallas Cowboys. No one cares. No one on the football field really cares, except the guys that are on the bubble who had an opportunity to make some play. But take away from the overall look of everything that's going on, no one cared about that game. It's the fifth one for those two teams. Fifth preseason game. So the Cardinals, they go out. They get Cameron Williams. Back in July, late July, they pick him up. David Johnson at the running back position wants 1,000 yards, and he also wants to receive the ball, too, a la Larry Centers back in the 90s. Why not? Larry Fitzgerald right now, you know, he wants he wants a title. He's not going to get it in Arizona. I, I love Larry Fitzgerald, but he should have took uh, Cuervo's advice a few years back and went to New England. Might have had two. Palmer says he's feeling, you know, stronger after limiting off-season throws. That tells me the guy's getting old. He's not throwing in the off-season to make his arm stronger. He's not throwing in the off-season so he doesn't wear out his arm. I'm not a believer in, in Carson Palmer, by the way. But... We go back to the guy that's leading the team, Bruce Arians. This is a guy, okay, that, you know, he's facing this upcoming season. He, he, he says he's renewed. He's re-energized. He's ready. He had a, had a cancer scare in the offseason, but he, he's ready to come back. 
I'm telling you right now, there's there's your motivation. Big time motivation for you. But looking at the Arizona Cardinals and where they're at, questionable at the quarterback position. They got Larry Fitzgerald. They got a couple guys on the outside. I love their running back situation. But what worries me about the Arizona Cardinals is they start off the season with three tough football games. And they could be one and two by the time they get to San Francisco and get the break. They got the Lions. They have Indianapolis and Dallas. What happens if all three of those football teams are good? Or the Lions get lucky and win in week number one, and then Indianapolis, maybe they are good. They get Andrew Luck back being playing well, and then the Dallas Cowboys, everybody thinks is going to run away with the NFC. I don't, but, you know, there it is. And before you get to week number four in San Francisco, the Cardinals actually could be 0-3 by the time they get to that game. They have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the 49ers. Then they got the Rams. So they play seven games before they get the bye. The Arizona Cardinals need to be 5-2, and 4-3 and three at worst. They win this division if they can keep their head about themselves and keep it about football. But when they start the season out with teams that could be good or surprise some, some teams, that's where they could be. So that's going to be important. So the Arizona Cardinals are in a situation where they look really good, but they're not really good. But mentally, I think they're the better team than Seattle. I mean, I struggled with this. I wanted to put Seattle on it, but this game is mental. And right now, I just don't see Seattle being mental enough to make the move. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I I, I wanted to pick the Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers, and Rams. That's the way I wanted to do. But when the game is so mental the way that it is, I can't see Seattle being there. Now, I don't know. Will Chancellor make that football team better over in Seattle? Of course they did. But they're still talking about Colin Kaepernick. They are in training camp, and they're still talking about a guy that's not even on their football team. And I get the fact that they want to support the guy. I'm all for it. But they are making it lead stories, whether it's Sherman, out there talking about it. And that's not going to help this team. They got to get away from the controversy and try to figure out how to come together as a football team. And right now, I just don't see them doing it. And the Arizona Cardinals are more equipped in order to be that better team, to be that mental giant that you've got to be in the NFL in order to win. Nine and seven can win this division if these teams are mediocre that I think they are. They have taken steps back, both the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle Seahawks. And these teams have taken those steps back to where you're flipping the coin. One is not standing above the other in this division. Two years ago, I, I, as much as I would hate to say it, Seattle was, was the, the dominant team in this division, and Arizona had the fight to be right there with them. They had to fight to get to the Super Bowl when they got to the Super Bowl. So mental giants 
is what it's going to take to win this division. I think the only ones that are mental giants are the Arizona Cardinals. Other teams have got that. Seattle's got that whole situation up with Pete Carroll going on. 49ers still feeling the ripple effect from Colin Kaepernick not being there and all the stories going on. And plus, they don't have a quarterback. And then the Rams, you know, unless Kyle, I mean, watch out for, I mean, you think about this, okay? The 49ers with Kyle Shanahan, I mean, you never know what that guy is going to be able to put up, but I just don't see how he gets out of there. And then the Rams with their new coach and everything that is going on up there. I mean, this is a football team. The Rams, you know, I always want the Rams to be good because my, I want my brother to have someone to cheer for since, you know, either the Bears or the Rams. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that when you talk about the Rams and you talk about a football team that is there, you got to look at the top, okay? Now, maybe I'm an idiot because I've been told that I have been many times. But I don't know who Sean McVay is. I really don't. I know he's a football coach. I, you know, I, and for the Rams, you know, but, you know, say whatever you want. The youngest head coach for the Rams, I don't know if that's good, as they got him from Washington. I, I just don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's the thing that's going to help this thing out. So watch out for this. Two really good head coaches. One, I think, mentally can keep their team afloat. And that's where I'm at as far as the NFC West. And it, it could be very big for it. We got to find out. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as I have Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, and the L.A. Rams in that order in the NFC West. When we come back, we'll talk about the AFC West and – good division in football, quite possibly the best. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, the Sunday morning tradition that is happening every Sunday up until Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Rego and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. 
Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. And we're back on the Money Show on Sunday morning. It's that being said, it's a Sunday morning tradition. Feeling good on this Sunday morning. My guys are trying to get on. They're running a little bit late, but I'm going to get through it. I got to get through it. AFC West. Now, this was the division, boy, that why? There's only one team that I'm questionable about. The other three, men could be fighting for the division, could be fighting for a playoff spot, could have the champions and two other teams battling it out for the wild card. Now, we've seen that a couple of years ago in the FC North. I mean, but, man, we could be looking right at it with the FC West. Good division of football, quite possibly the best as far as the teams are concerned. As you got a division that's full of good football teams, whether it be the Oakland Raiders, whether it be the Denver Broncos, whether it be, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, or whether it be the team that I think is going to end up in fourth place, which I put them in second place, by the way, which, by the way, they didn't come very far away from doing in reality. Fourth quarter killed this football team last year, and we saw all year long. And the problem with that is when you got a Chargers team, the Los Angeles Chargers team, giving they're scoring 25 points a game, but only being outscored by 26. This is the team that's always in the game. And the fourth quarter, you say whatever you want. When it comes down to it, you know, if you don't play a full four quarters in this game, whether it be indoor, outdoor, or wherever you play, flag football. 
you don't win games. If you don't play a full four quarters. And that's a that's what the Los Angeles Chargers were all about last year. Now, it, no one can deny what, what Phillip Rivers is doing. You, you can say whatever you want about him. He's the number one starting quarterback on any team that he is on right now. This is a football team that can't get the, seem to be able to get the job done. Okay, they go ahead. They release Darnell Stuckley, gun, 30-year-old, uh, entering his eighth year. You know, really doesn't – that's not a big loss for this football team. Chargers, they go ahead and they, you say whatever you want. Anthony Lynn, you know, yeah, new head coach for this football – you know, I don't know. Is he going to be able to get the job done for the Chargers? It will always be one of the questions that you have to ask. I mean, see what see what has all been done and everything else. But Anthony Lynn, I don't know. Is he going to be the answer for the Chargers? He's obviously going to lead his team, but will he get the job done? And I will tell you, this is one of those things where you think about what's going on. I, I, I don't know. RG3 is going to work out for this team to back up the quarterback position. Frankly, I don't know why. I mean, RG3, you might as well have a rookie. Sorry, that guy just doesn't have the talent to get done. Then they have to put Mike Willems on the, on the pup list. Now, they have an opportunity to pull him off before week number one on the pup list. But if he goes week number one, he's gone for six weeks. They have a chance to pull him off depending on what he's going to be able to do. That's a big loss for this football team because they were expecting him to do something. He can miss, you know, he could end up missing the whole season. And that just all depends on what's going to end up happening. Their first round draft pick already with chance of lose being lost for the season because of back surgery. Yes. Big loss for this football team. They're expecting something. So, Los Angeles has two football teams in it. One in the AFC, one in the NFC. Which one's going to be better is where we're going to be fighting about it. We have two teams in Los Angeles, and I don't think any one of them are going to be out of last place in the respective divisions. You know, they they sign they sign Williams, the first round draft pick in May, and here we are three months later. He could be out for the whole damn season. And that, you say whatever you want. They needed that deep threat, and that's why they got him. Now they resigned the the tight end Cumberland, liking, okay, but Damian Tomlinson joins as a special assistant coach. Positive, three positives isn't necessarily going to lead to results out on the football field. They resign offensive lineman Wiggins and the defensive uh, tackle, Palpoy, that guy. That guy can get to the quarterback. He has, didn't get a lot of sacks, but he makes it difficult. So now you you got a team that has got to figure out how to win fourth quarter games. And they weren't able to do it last year. They did it a couple of times, but the consistency of the fourth quarter is what the NFL is all about. And you can argue back and forth about that. And if you don't think it's about the fourth quarter, you would be wrong. 
Now, there's also another football team that, you know, you look at what's going to happen to them in preseason, no one cares about it, okay? Seattle, New Orleans, Rams, San Francisco, okay? That's your preseason set. No one cares about it. But there's some games that are tough for them, and that being Seattle. You got guys on Seattle that are fighting for jobs, and that I, that's not good for week number one for this football team in the preseason next week. So watch out for that. But you want to talk about a, a major – I'm going to tell you right now, the first eight weeks of the season for this football team, catastrophic. They got Denver. Miami might be their little lull, but they're right back with Kansas City, Philadelphia, New York, Oakland, Denver, and New England. That is a brutal first eight weeks of the season for a football team that's not all that good. They have the bye week in number nine. They could be one and seven by the time they get there, maybe two and six, and already out of the playoffs after, you know, after this whole thing gets started. Can't be good for them. Denver, in division game week number one, they're going to lose the game. So they're already behind the they're already behind the eight ball. Then they got Kansas City week number two. They're going to lose that game. Then they got Oakland week number six. They can be 0-3 in the division at week number six. And then stay in Denver again in week number seven. Then you got the Patriots at New England. Oh, it's brutal. This football team wins three games. They can consider it a masterpiece. But they're not. And this is going to hurt for a football team that just moved into the L.A. Coliseum. And, and you, you, you can't get too much more of a brutal schedule with only one game where you can look at it and go, yeah, we got a fighting shot in that one. Now, you want to call Philadelphia weak. I, I think I'm all right with that. But I don't know if they can beat Philadelphia. Not only that. They got the Giants in New York. If that game was at home, I'd give them a chance, but they don't have a chance to win that game. And you want to talk about a brutal last four weeks? They get a break. You know how the last four weeks were most teams, you know, right in the division? They have Washington. That's a game they can win. They have Kansas City. They're going to lose that game. They got the Jets. They should be able to win that game. They end it with Oakland. Brutal schedule. Don't even. I don't know if there's enough talent on this football team for we for us really to look at the the Rams and say this is going to be a good football team. Can't do it. And, and they don't have they don't have anything that they can lean on and say, hey, we have got something to move forward on. There's nothing there. I mean, so when we talked about it before we started really jumping into why this seems going to be good, bad, or indifferent, we were talking about a football team that can score points. But we're also about, talking about a team that's given up 26 points a game. They're scoring 25. They're losing games by one. It's going to get more brutal this year. 
not not only that, if they lose if they lose vital personnel within preseason, never mind the first four weeks of the season, it could be over before we're going to get in. The worst hire at the head coaching position happened right here. Now, I'm not saying any other coach could come in there and do better. That's a brutal-ass schedule, and they're not going to have a t- – it's going to be tough for them. I mean, you, you look at a football team. First of all, new head coach for this football team, how the hell are they going to get that out of the way of that? That alone puts them in a big, big-time deficit before they even get going. And I, I'm not a fan of preseason football. I, I don't even watch it until week number three. But they got Seattle. Then they got New Orleans. The Rams, week number three. Hey, they might look good in week number three. Week number one, Denver. Miami after that, they've got the shot. Kansas City, Philly, Giants, Oakland, Denver, New England before the bye week. Like I said, if they could get two, if they could get three games, they'd be a masterpiece. But – the Chargers were in a hell of a lot of trouble. They got a head coach. I'll be honest, I never even heard of the dude. That can't be – I'm sorry. I'm not saying that I, uh, Sonny's you know, all-knowing, but if I haven't heard of you at all, you, you could be in a lot of trouble. Now, already, you're going to be in a lot of trouble if you're if you are a Charger fan – just just wrap it up. Be done for the season. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, a fine co-host of this program. Here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, that being said, it is Cuervo. Cuervo, first of all, welcome that into the show. Last hour, we're going to knock out the AFC West, and then I'll let you. I've already done the NFC West. We'll talk a little bit more about it. But we're in the AFC right now talking the fourth-place position, the Chargers' brutal schedule, no-name head coach, no real direction. They get LT for a little special, you know, coach and make them feel good about themselves. But this is going to be a brutal season for Charger fans, Cuervo. And uh, well, I appreciate you getting me in, Sonny. I, uh, of course, two hours behind, but I apologize for that. <laughs> but I'm here now. And uh, but I tell you, it, it, every time I think I'm going to be on time, it just never works out. Something always comes up. But uh, anyhow, um, you know, <clears throat> when I think of San Diego, Sonny, I, I, just, I just think about, oh, how do you say it? I don't know if I want to call it a broken record, but it's like deja vu with this football yeah. team. And, and, yes. and I say that because it just it just seems like their their ceiling was eight years ago, nine years ago in 2007 when they uh, reached the AFC Championship against the undefeated Patriots at the time. And that was their shot at a Super Bowl. And Granted, I mean, nobody gave them a chance, and they wound up losing that game anyways to New England. But I feel like since then, it's gotten it's gotten worse, and it's gotten better. Then it's gotten worse, and it's gotten better. It, it, it's, it's deja vu in the sense of, you know, it, it's, they have one good year, then they, then they have a poor year. Then they bounce back, then they have a poor year. And so I don't know what they're due for this year, but, it doesn't – I don't see anything on this roster. I don't – you know, I mean, you mentioned it, the head coach. 
uh, I don't even remember his name now. So, you know, the fact that if we've never, like you said, if we, we don't know who you are, if we never heard of you, then there, there, there's multiple things wrong with that. And believe me, Anthony Lynn. Because we know our stuff. Know our stuff. Like, we, you know, we're, yep. we're, not, we're not the type that, we're not the casual football fan, like, well, you know, the Patriots are going to win this year because that's all we know. Like, that's not how we roll on this show. Like, we know our stuff. And, and the fact that Anthony Lynn is a head coach of a football team, that speaks volumes about the direction that the organization is, is heading in. Big so, time. Know, let, alone, let alone making the move that they made from San Diego to L.A. speaks a lot about what, you know, what the priorities are in this franchise. And, and uh, you know, obviously it's, it's making bank. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that doesn't always equal wins. That doesn't always equal a championship. So with that yep. said, um, the, the bottom line is I have not seen any improvements on this roster that make me say, wow, they're going to pass you know, the the Chiefs and the Raiders in this division, they're not going to even come close, Sonny. It, it's not going to even be close. And and from what it sounds like, you've got them in, in last in this division, and and rightfully so. I'm right there with you. I don't – I haven't seen anything in the offseason that wows me uh, to say nope. that, boy, the Chargers are moving up in this division. Uh, in the meantime – And that's too bad, Cuervo. That, that's too bad because, you know, first of all, by the way, it, 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 is, uh, it, it is Anthony Lynn. He was a Buffalo Bills assistant head coach and running backs coach. But what out of the whole thing, Cuervo, when you take a look at that football team and the Chargers, okay, this is a football team that was scoring 25 points a game but giving up 26. Okay, they were losing games by one, two, and three points. This year, it could be, it, it's going to get ugly. I mean, normally when you have a season like you did last year if you're the Chargers, you got to build on that. And there was no building whatsoever this season. Like you said, who'd they bring in? Okay? And, and, you know, say whatever you want. I mean, I love me some Philip Rivers. I mean, but really, who did they bring in? They still got a broken down Anthony Anthony Gates at the tight end position that they'll depend on too much um, and, and depend upon, you know, Philip Rivers trying to win a football game that their defense can't keep them in football games. And if they got a chance, you know, it's got to be on the shoulders of Philip Rivers because the defense isn't going to be able to stop too many teams. And that, that schedule is so brutal. It might be the most brutal one in the NFL, you know, considering who they are, the San Diego Chargers, and how they can't get wins. And I don't even want to say easily. It's hard to get wins even against bad football teams in the NFL. But here's the thing. you got to win games that you should win, okay? But when you look at this schedule and see, you see one game that they should win after that, by the time they hit the bye, this team could be one and seven Cuervo moving from San Diego to LA and all the hype that's all behind that as well. Oh my God, this could get ugly really quick. And especially in that division, four ga- they have four games within the division and they could be 0 and 4 at that time in the division. Write them off. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna put this in another perspective too for you, Sonny. Uh, and this, and this may wake everybody up as far as as a 
a real, uh, uh, you know, reminder, uh, a bad reminder, a nightmare for Charger fans. What was the, uh, got a question for you. What was the Cleveland Browns record last year? What did they finish last year? Um, I, the record? Um, no, but I can get it in two seconds. I think they won three games, or two games. Or the no, Browns, mark that. They won one game, didn't they? They won, so the Browns won one game last year. Now ask yourself, who was that one game that they, that they won against? <laughs> I, said, I did. It was the San Diego now Los Angeles Chargers. Sonny, I'm not that's saying bad. that, that a loss like that will carry over into the next season. However, what I am going to say is, again, when you have a loss, when you lose to a team that has their only win against you, and on top of that, you don't improve, what are you supposed to expect? What are the, what right. analysts all over the country are saying to themselves? What are we supposed to see from? What are what have they done to improve their roster? What have they done to to say to themselves, "Damn, the one win that the Browns had was against us." The thing that I see with I the Chargers, Sonny, they have they have not taken a hard look at the mirror in themselves to say and they're not being honest with themselves saying we're not we haven't done anything to get better because that's the reality of it they have not done anything to get better you mentioned the tight end position there is a young guy by the name of hunter henry that i think can be can be it has potential to be a good tight end he may not be pro bowl because it, the afc is loaded with tight ends however He's going to be one of those guys that could be a fill-in because we all know half these Pro Bowlers aren't going to play in that game anyways. So he'll, he'll, he might be one of those guys that will fill in for someone. Um, but, again, Philip Rivers is a year, no, another year older now. Um, year older, it yep. Sound, it doesn't sound like Keenan Allen's going to be much of a factor. Um, nope. On top of that, I mean, what you're really hoping for in this team, Sonny, is that Melvin Gordon is – is going to have a, a, you know, a top five running back type season. That's the only way the Chargers are going to survive in this division is if Melvin Gordon yeah. goes off and has a career season. That's, that's, Big time. That's the only way I see it happening. And, and the problem, and the problem is, is that when you're a desperate and 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 if you were the Chargers and you were not desperate coming into this season, you went about it in the wrong mindset. You needed the you need to revamp your football team. They didn't do anything. They needed to get a guy that could lead them at the top. They didn't get the guy. They needed a guy that could be someone that Philip Rivers can depend upon. And if that's Melvin Gordon, that's not good for him. And not only that, Melvin Gordon, you say you said exactly what it was. This is a guy that has to have a career year, but can he stay healthy with the team being as bad as they are? Because we all know, Cuervo, when teams are bad, they're more susceptible to injuries. And before you know it, they're going to have an IR list that looked like the Baltimore Ravens of two years ago. Right, and and then that's when you start to see. Well, you know, we've we've held ourselves hostage trying to hold on to certain guys that we haven't we haven't built any depth in this roster. Yeah. So if Philip Rivers goes down, 
what do the Chargers do from there? Who do they go to? Because guess what? Charlie Whitehurst is gone. He, he's not he's a Charger gone. anymore. Not uh, a Charger. Not that I and, I love me, and I love me some Charlie Whitehurst. <laughs> so who, who are we looking at now? If Phillip Rivers gets hurt, who are we looking at? I, I personally believe when the Chargers had an opportunity to make a trade um, to get rid of Phillip Rivers, they should have done it. They said, yes, I know. He's been he's been there for ten years now as y'all's quarter, eleven years now for, as your quarterback. And, and and they love him. And it's hard to get rid of a guy like that. But you know what? Yep. Uh, I think I think we've both seen that. You know, it, it's obvious that they haven't um, really invested a whole lot in trying to build around him. So if that's the plan then why hold on to that guy when you could just tear the whole thing down at once and I mean by now you would probably be a little bit closer than than you look right now to competing in this division I mean if you think about it I mean think about what they could have gotten in in return for Philip Rivers Um, probably could have had another I don't know second third round pick maybe because Hey, Cuervos, where they should have put him is straight right there in in Cincinnati. Now, granted, they weren't going to trade, you know, Phillip Rivers to become a backup. But I'm going to tell you right now, that should have been what they did and grabbed up that young cat out of the back, you know, it, you know, playing backup to Andy Dalton. You know, we talked about how great, how we think that guy is. But at the same time, Cuervo, your backup quarterback is Kellen Clemens. Okay, can, can we talk? about seriousness. What are you doing here? Okay, you need someone. Now, if there's a team that should be going after Colin Kaepernick, it should be the the San Diego Chargers because there's nobody. I mean nobody. Backing up Phillip Rivers, and guess what? And I'm, I'm, you, they say you can't predict injuries. All you got to do by week number four, we're going to be talking about can Phillip Rivers make it through the season without being hurt and I'm going to tell you, there'll be a backup quarterback in the lineup by week number four in San Diego because he's going to get beat up. Not only that, that offensive line, they didn't get any younger. They protected him pretty good, but they lost some on that offensive line in the offseason, Cuervo. That is going to hurt them. So, you know, you look you look at that football team and where they're headed, there's nothing where the positive. We talked about that. you got to go into the season with a mindset that you could do something. Before you even walk in the door in San Diego, you got you, you just look at the schedule and go, holy sheets, what's coming our way? I mean, week number one, you know, they're going to they're gonna get to come to Jesus in week number one. And yeah, then get a little break in week number two. But after that, they got six strong weeks of quite possibly getting their butts handed to them all the way up to the bye. Yeah, so they'll probably be looking at, what, two and five, two and six going into their bye week. Uh, I'll tell you, as strong as that division is, Sonny, they'll be out of the running by the, half, the halfway point. Yeah, that's how, that's I mean, how. in the first eight weeks, Cuervo, they have two games with the with the uh, Broncos. They go into the bye after the Bronco game. They get in week number one and before the uh, the bye, which is not good for them. And then they got the two against the other two. They're going to lose those games. They're going to be Cuervo. They're going to be zero and four in the division before they get to the bye. You you just might. 
this could this could be an ugly season for the Chargers. I hate to say it. Did I lose you there, Cuervo? Yes, I just lost him. So that having been said, horrible season on the horizon in reality when you see what's going to end up happening as far as the AFC West is concerned in the Chargers. And we, we talked about that. I mean, you, you talk about where one year good, one year bad, one year good. If you want to consider last year good, I mean, they're all set, Cuervo, to be bad, and it, it – Oh, it's not good for him. What killed? What killed? What killed the Chargers last year, Sonny? Was you know because you mentioned fourth they, quarter. They scored, yeah, they scored twenty five points, but gave up twenty six. And yep. And a lot of that, like you said, I mean, you know, everybody makes fun of the Falcons because you know they couldn't finish the job at the Super Bowl, and, and rightfully so. But that was the San Diego Chargers' the, the, their story the whole season. Yeah, just couldn't finish games, and and you know if you're a Charger fan, uh, that did I? You you're still there, Cuervo? Hang on, I think we're getting some bad connection problems with you over there. So, because um, I I kind of you faded and then you went completely out um, over there. Are you there? And we'll probably get him back here in just a moment. Let me hit this button here and hit that button. Well, where is it? Right there. Yeah, so we'll, we should get him back here in a second. But uh, tough tough season is set for that football team. Tough. So that having been said, you know, as we get Cuervo back up online here in just a moment, hopefully we'll be able to get him here. There he is. He's back. So, you know, I, I I mean I I've got them finishing last. I mean they they're going to be one and seven by the bye, maybe two and six, um, zero oh and four in the division. You just might as well. I hate to say it, they might as well. I, you know we don't want to say they shouldn't show up, but God, it, it, it's it's going it's going to be brutal this year. Well, I'll tell you something that, in all, in reality, the Chargers do this every year. If you haven't noticed. They're going to win a couple of games that they probably shouldn't be or shouldn't. Right. You know, you don't expect them to win. And, and those games are right. going to be at home. They're, they might wind up beating the Raiders at home. They might wind up beating the Chiefs at home. They might wind up beating the Broncos at home. They might wind up beating all three of them at home. But it's going to be a game. It's going to be a home game. And, 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 and I hope we go back to this conversation uh, throughout the season when it, when it happens. Um, and that – the Chargers play; they're almost like the Seattle Seahawks of the of the AFC, where they're they're a great home team, but you put them on the road and they're just lost. I mean, that, yep. that's that's what you get with the with the Chargers is they're they're a great home team, but once once they go on the road, and you ask them to win a football game, you know, good luck with that. I'm, you know, I'm not saying they're going to go zero and eight, but um, I think they're going to steal a game in the division at home. Against, you know, one of the two someone <laughs> big dogs, whether it's yeah, whether it's Kansas City or Oakland, it's going to be one of those two, though. Wow, I think you almost gave away who you think is going to be in third place. Uh, I think we're in agreement on fourth place, but moving into the third place spot, where about this one was tough for me because you got three quality football teams out all set, but the one that I think who I got in third place 
Um, I, I, so we'll go with my third place, and we'll talk about where you think they're going to be. A, lost a lot this season in the offseason. Uh, that's number one. That don't help them. Number two, th- this is a football th- team that thinks Trevor Simeon might be the guy. Oh, God. I mean, uh, that's the only thing I can say. I mean, I'm not saying the guy's a bad football player. I don't want to go there. But, man, they're banking on Trevor Simeon. Please, can we talk? I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I hate the Joan Rivers them. But, really, can we talk? I mean, you're talking about where you guys were just on the cusp of the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, and, and now you're on the cusp of ending up third in this division because, yet, Again, Cuervo, they failed to get the most important spot on the football field. And Cuervo, this is a team that should know better. The Denver Broncos need to have Trevor Simeon as their starting quarterback as much as they need me there. Okay, they need somebody else. They need the guy to get in there. They couldn't get the Colin Kaepernick deal done or they're not going to get it done, whatever the case may be. I think they would have been in a better position to maybe make a run at the second spot here in this division. But the fact they are really, really hurting at the quarterback position and the many losses, whether it be on the defensive side of the ball or offensive side, I mean, it it, this team's throat at a chance of winning the AFC West Championship, or for all that matters, making a wild card, Cuervo. I don't even see this team making a wild card spot. And we're talking about the Denver Broncos being the Super Bowl champions this, you know, you know, two years ago. Who's the guy running this organization? It's the greatest quarterback in history. So, right. So you would think One of the goats. Quarterback right. You would think. You would think. <laughs> you would think. Would think. Quarterback right. But he hasn't gotten it right yet. He got it right for, what, four years when he brought the sheriff in? Yes. Uh, but, yes. Hey, I mean, you know, the sheriff, the sheriff, he can't be around forever. Unfortunately, he can't be. But Right. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 it, just, it just boggles my mind, Sonny, that teams still haven't figured out how to plan for life after – a certain, you know, quarterback comes into their franchise, you know, like I, I after mean, the greats. Yeah, after the greats, like you they know, had the same problem. Right. Hey, Cuervo, they had the same. Pro- they had the same problem ten years ago when they got rid of, you know, when when Elway left. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, you're right. I mean, and they, and they, you know, they they got it halfway right, at least for a, two years with with Jake the Snake Plumber, and then he just kind of fell apart. Oh, Cuervo, 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 hold on, hold on, it's official, I hate to interrupt you, I'm sorry my friend, but breaking news just come across NFL.com, because they got a refreshing, Jay Cutler now is officially a Miami Dolphin, 10 million bucks for Jay Cutler to come out of the booth and tried to take this uh, Dolphin team all set. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say something that I thought I wasn't going to say, Sonny. Good move by the Dolphins. Absolutely. It's <laughs> it, and I'm going to tell you. No, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell. Not because I, I, I woke up. Sonny, you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay. So the, and, and this is why it's a good move, and it's not because I've magically, like, got to have love for Jay Cutler again, because I don't. I just don't. However, 
What I do have love for is the relationship between and that fight in So excited. Hey, I'm going to get my Hold on. Hey, Cuervo, repeat that. You're now coming in. You were just, li- I just list that last part of it. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm on the road, Tony, so if I'm cutting in and out and yep. and I hang up, right. as you've seen, I mean, that's that's the reason why. But yep. No, I mean, the other 31 teams, I mean, take your chops all you want. I'm going to do the same thing, and, and rightfully so. But it's going to work because of the relationship between him and the head coach. And so that's why I think it's a good move. It's not because I mysteriously just all of a sudden have a for Cutler. <laughs> very well and they're going to work together very well so it's 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 a good thing and you uh, i i think you're adam gates for everybody that don't know you know i I, listen you you can say whatever you want okay we talk about guys i mean i've heard of adam gates so that that right there you and you're absolutely right where did he come from He, he came from the Denver Broncos, and, you know, right there. I mean, it, so it, it, a guy that knows him and knows what's going on with him, you, know, you say whatever you want about it. it you know, it, I, I'm not a great – listen, I want Brandon Dowdy to be the starting quarterback of this football team. I have man crush on uh, uh, Charlie Whitehurst and Brandon Dowdy, and I know they're not going to see the time of day, but I just got the man crush on them. But Adam Gates – Getting the guy that they need. I mean, I mean, if you're not going to have Ryan Tannehill, your your franchise guy, Cuervo, you you got to have somebody that you can depend upon, especially when you don't have your guy in there in the first place. And that's bringing in a guy like a Jay Cutler, Cuervo. It's great for this franchise in reality. Although we all know that you know, we talked about it last week, Cuervo. You sat here on this show. And said, and I think it was Tuesday when you thought Colin Kaepernick was the better quarterback. But in this case in Miami, that is not the right guy to go down to Miami. It's definitely the right guy to have Mr. Jay Cutler stepping in uh, in replacement of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and you know, I mean, for 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 Dolphins fans' sake, I just hope that he plays with at least a little bit of passion, at least a little bit of, of fire. Because if he does, watch out. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight up with you. I, if if Cutler plays with at least a half a heart, watch out for the Dolphins this year. I, and I'm, and I, I'm, this is, I'm not joking around. Like, I'm being dead serious. I think they will compete. Uh, yes, I said it right. They will compete with New England in that division. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm kind of get. I know I'm kind of giggle. I, I know I'm kind of giggling, but I'm I, and the reason it's an agreement giggle because I think I'm right there with you because with Ryan Tannehill, this team was close to turning a corner, Quavo. Not a big corner. It was kind of just you know moving off a little bit to the left or right depending on which way you were going. And it's not like you were going to make a sharp ninety degree turn or anything, but they were on their way. They were at about forty five degrees, and if they could have got something out of Ryan Tannehill to get him to that point, it could be there. Now, having been said, Jay Cutler 
you know, I, you know, who's the better quarterback? And that is something that you got to think about, Cuervo. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Jay Cutler right now? I mean, or a healthy Ryan Tannehill. And when you're sitting here thinking, well, maybe Cutler would be better. That, that tells you what the state of the franchise is at as well as far as where they're at with their starting quarterback, Cuervo. And, and, and I said it before, I'll say it again. This is a football team that should be thankful. Well, not, not really. No, let me – Ryan Tannehill should be thankful that he's hurt. He's going to get another year in Miami next year because of it. Well, I'll go back to your original question, Sonny. Would I rather have Tannehill or Cutler? I mean, I, I think that's a pretty obvious one. I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill, and, and I say that a, a healthy Ryan Tannehill because healthy. number one, he's younger, yep. and number one, he's younger, and number two, he knows the playbook better. I mean, let, let's not yep. fool ourselves here. I, I, I don't think it's really a debate. It's just this is an unfortunate situation that happened with the Dolphins because if it wasn't for that, Jay Cutler week one would be in a broadcast booth. Let's let's not yep. fool ourselves here. Miami is the one team, the one team that Jay Cutler was going to play for this year. And just so happens that Tannehill goes down with that knee injury, and now Cutler's got an opportunity to live down in sunny Florida uh, with the wife and the kids and all this, you know, happy stuff. And, you know, I mean, $10 million tax-free, well, not tax-free, yeah, no, no state tax in Florida. I mean, that, that's can't really beat that. Hey, Cuervo, who knows them best? I mean, he has them in, in, in uh, Denver. Then he gets them in Chicago. Who knows them best? I mean, to put them in a position. That's, I mean, it, it, it's the right, you are absolutely right. It's the right situation with the only and right team right there. Well, and that's why it made all the sense in the world. And, and the thought crossed my mind, but I was like, uh, I don't know. As soon as I saw Tanner, I was like, I was like Cutler. Cutler's going to think about going to my. Or they're thinking, they're going to think about grabbing up Jay Cutler and getting them out of retirement. But I was like, Nah, I don't. I don't see Jay doing. It. I don't think Jay's going to do it. Well, here we are, and he's going to he's going to yep. play first season then down there in Miami. So, um, you know, the thought crossed my mind, but I really didn't think this would become a reality. I, I thought Miami would go maybe a little bit younger direction, uh, try to grab somebody else up that. You know, a little bit younger, uh, a little more uh, coachable, if you will. But, but uh, at the same time, I mean, you know, the, a run the, for second place, Cuervo, and a chance at the wild card. Buffalo's going to suck this year, and the Jets are right there with them. So, I mean, second place, they might have cemented themselves into second place, and maybe a shot at the wild card if they can get some fluke wins this year. Oh, they'll make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs now. Now here's the thing though too. Let's let's not get too far ahead. This is also assuming that Cutler plays a full 16, because who's to say that come week, uh, you know, 13, 16. yeah, Ryan Tannehill's feeling better, and, and reports start yeah. to come out. Tannehill's been cleared to practice. Tannehill is is fully recovered. Tannehill's been getting snaps at practice. Uh, now, what what does Adam Gates do now? You know, if you're Adam Gates, well, that's real that simple, Cuervo. It's real simple. If he, if he's smart, if they're winning, you don't take Jay Cutler out of the lineup. I'll last. Uh, 
moved over to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, you stay – if you're Miami, you stay with a hot hand. You don't bring in the cold one. It's simple as that. I mean, I mean, if there's anybody that has proven that situation for that team, it's not like it's tumbling. It's not like it's analyzes. It's not like it's temporary. It's not like it's one of those quarterbacks that are a cornerstone in our franchise. Tannehill's almost on his way Alex Smith almost on his way if Jake Hitler is winning football games for Miami, that guy gets called a snap, and then Santa Hill just gets better and becomes a backup. It's just the way it works. And now whether or not they – not only that, Cuervo, not only the best for Miami in reality at the same time, because what can you do with a guy like Ryan Tannehill? You can get the draft pick. Whether it's the third, second and third round draft pick, I think you can get a four. You can find a down to is, is the decision making of Adam Gase because I mean Jim Harbaugh was was a pretty seasoned coach at the yep. time when when all that went down with, with Alex Smith and Kaepernick. Adam Gase is in his second season. Yep. Than it was with Jim Harbaugh. So you know we, And there we go with that in and out there, Cuervo. You're in and out up on me again there. So, uh, But uh, interesting news coming out of Miami as far as that's concerned. Um, that, you know, Ozzy, you know, really all he's going to say, he's back. He's back. He's back. All right. It's the right situation. Look. I'm back. Get up, He's going to have to get up off that broadcasting thing. He's going to the starting lineup for the you know, Dolphins. So, look out for that. It's going to be cool. I don't know. I always thought the guy was underrated, but, man, he just you know, the guy who took the money and ran in Chicago. Yep. I hear you, James. Thank you, James. He's got to get up off that thing. He is back. In the NFL, back to what we were talking about, Cuervo. I mean, we're talking about a Denver Bronco team that, man, you know, I don't know, Jay Cutler's not. But, you know, I I mean, back to the the Broncos, you talked about the the uh, off-season losses for this football team. You know, it's going to hurt this football team to even stay competitive in this division as well, Cuervo. Yeah, it's going to be hard because – Again, I mean, you know, what what are some what are the realistic expectations of Trevor Simeon? Um, Absolutely. You know, does 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 he remain a starter for the whole season? Um, does he, you know, get benched based on performance? Does it? I mean, you know, are we expecting twenty touchdowns? Twenty five touchdowns? Are we expecting 3,000, 4,000 yards? Because, I mean, to me, that's, that's about the max you're going to get from him is about 25 TDs, 3,500 yards, depending on how much they decide they're going to run the ball with Jamal Charles. And, yes. Um, and the other uh, – who's the other running? C.J. Anderson that they have. So, I mean, hey, we all know the Broncos, They at least their history is, is running the football, but – 
mean, this is a different day and age, and not just the Broncos franchise, but in the NFL. So um, does that even matter that they have a two-headed running back uh, uh, duo like that? I, I don't know if it will or not, Cuervo, because really when you think about it, good pickup with Jamal Charles. Love the idea. Um, good idea to kind of help a guy like Trevor Simeon to be able to ease into the job of being the quarterback and take a little pressure off him. But Cuervo, just as the the Chargers had a tough schedule, hey, the the Chargers are the Broncos are not in any much better situation as they have the Chargers week number one. But then they got Dallas, then they got Buffalo, Oakland, then they're on the buying week number five, then New York, back to the Chargers, Kansas City. It's a pretty – it's not as brutal uh, as the Chargers, but there's some winnable games in there, and we'll find out how good Trevor Simeon is and how good the Broncos are. Um, I'm not putting a lot of trust in what Trevor Simeon can do. That part's not happening. That having been self-wearable, um, when you look at a Broncos team – and the way they were built a couple of years ago to where they are now, this is a team where they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere as far as what is their actual setup. What are they actually doing to improve, to be better? And I just don't see it. And they didn't do it this year. Uh, DeMarcus Ware, I, I think he's gone. I think he, that, that's a big loss for that football team. Um, I think he's gone. Um, I think he might Pretty retire. Hard. Yeah, so – you're looking at a big loss on the defensive side of the ball, although you've got, you know, you know your guy um, on the other side and Von Miller. Um, you still got to be – and Von Miller saying that he wants to get 30 sacks this year. Listen, that ain't happening. Um, so you're looking, at, you're looking at a team that has high expectations, but the realistic nature of those expectations, I think, are completely, you know, too far. I'm just, at the end of the season, I mean, they got a nice schedule that sets up for them at the end of the season to put themselves in a place for a wild card. The end of the season in week 14 with the, with the Jets, Indianapolis, if we're going to see the reemergence of Andrew Luck, we don't know. The uh, Washington Redskins, I still don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Then they end in week 16, or week 16 with Kansas City Chiefs. That could be for a wild card right there, Cuervo. You never know. Um, it, but they are going to have to do something in the middle of that schedule where they're looking at New England, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and Oakland, and Miami. They're going to have to make some moves right there from week 16 all the way up to week 14. So that's going to be a kind of part of their schedule, I think, Cuervo. Yeah, I think so too, Sonny. I mean, you know, you, you've heard the phrase having champagne tastes with beer and money, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that applies to the Denver Broncos this year. It's, you know, it's it's good to, to be confident in, in your ability and, and what you have as a football team. Um, I just think that the expectation is a little too high. You know, if they're talking about you know, Von Miller wants to have 30 sacks, and they, they think they can, you know, compete in the AFC overall. To me, I mean, I get it. You know, you were the defending champions two years ago. Uh, or actually, this year, this this time last year, they were the defending champions. But um, with, with all the losses that they have in the past year or two with, with Peyton Manning being gone, Marcus Ware being gone. You're talking about two of the all-time greats 
that are that have left your football team within the past twenty four months. Without question. So yeah, in the past twenty four months you've lost two Hall of Famers on your football team. And to yep. say that to think that you're gonna still compete at a high level like that, it's you have you have that champagne taste, but you got the beer roster. So I mean that that's Absolutely. really what it comes down to. Incredible! This is a football team that was only giving up 18 points a game, but only winning by two. They were only scoring 20 points a game, 21. Listen, that's not going to get the job done in the NFL. And it is, remember, Trevor Simeon oh. went down a couple of times this year as well. So, you know, you, you have a defensive strategy, but one of the main portions of that is gone. And you know, you if you are the Broncos, I think you need and you should be expected to score more. Uh, well, obviously the guy that's running the team over there, but they're just not getting it. Yeah, no, they're they're, they're you know, I mean, you even said it; they're only scoring 20, 20 points a game. Uh, yep. You know that I mean, in that division alone, for, I mean, the, the Chargers score more than that per game, for goodness' Absolutely. sake. We've got them finishing last in the division, so that right there tells you that well, we need we need more offense, and you know, bringing in Jamal Charles is great. I, I don't know how many points that's going to equal though, as far as offensive points per game. I mean, it, it might equal. That guy can break down a run, but man, I don't know. You know, if he still has that. If you remember a couple of years ago, that guy could rip off a 30, 40 yard. Line. No, he don't, he, I don't think he's got it anymore either. I mean, too many knee injuries. Um, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's, he's as fragile as glass now, really. I, I really do feel that way about him. So I don't, if you're Denver, you got to at least hope you get at least 10 to 12 games out of him. Anything more than that's a bonus. Absolutely, without question. So, I mean, you got him in third where, where I got him, right? Where, where do you see him taking a step up and snagging the second? Yeah. Round? Yeah, I'm going to say third. Um, and I'll put it to you this way. I think they're closer to San Diego or New, the L.A. Chargers now. Uh, they're closer to the Chargers record than they are to the second-place team. I agree with you 100%. Not, not gonna, and it's a tough division because the we've got going in the, the team in the second place could, you can win this division, where both depending on what happens over in Oakland, but Kansas City, I, I'm, I'm going to say it, okay? Second best coach team in the NFL, obviously behind the one over, uh, over in New England. I'm just putting it out there. I was so wrong about Andy Reid when he took this job. I thought it would be the biggest joke in reality. So I ate my words up on this one. So, but Andy Reid figures out a way to win football games, whether it be Alex Smith's quarterback position, whether it be dealing with Jamal Charles and being able to get the guys to come up behind them and then they go on a win streak to win the division. You know, this guy is able to. Whatever he is eating and whatever he is doing, everybody's dying over in Kansas City, and the job is getting done. But this is the football team as right now are really I, – I, I don't know. They don't really have to work hard at the quarterback position for a moment. This is a football team right now that was depending on Alex Smith, and, and 
seeing what Donald can do for the last three years up there. He, he, he might be able to get him to the hill, but make me make the way up the hill, but getting over the hill, it's just not happening with Alex Smith at the quarterback position. Quarterback. So it's the team that's hurting its quarterback position. And let's see, did I lose somebody? You're on mute, my friend. I'm here, Sonny. I'm here. Uh, I probably was cutting out. Um, yeah, no, I'm right there with you, though. I, I like Kansas City and Texas, and, and there's really literally only one reason why I didn't pick them to win this division is because Alex Smith is still the quarterback of this football team. That is absolutely the only sole reason why I don't like Kansas City winning this division. If if they would have came in, they'd be lucky to play for a wild card uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I still think that they can maybe get a bye week again. I think. I think that uh, they'll definitely grab up that first wild card. Um, but uh, in reality, I think that uh, had they brought in, you know, somebody, somebody else to uh, learn under their under their rookie quarterback, then. I might actually give them a, a really good shot at competing for this division, but because Alex Smith is still the quarterback, I mean, this is a guy that that doesn't doesn't play with a whole lot of confidence. He he doesn't. He, and and you go back to that that playoff game against the Steelers, you can see it. Yeah, you can see absolutely. that that he he I can make throws. They should have. I mean, you, you, you can't – you hold the team to nothing but field goals and you still lose? Like, there's no excuse for that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, so the truth in the matter is, is that, you know, you have a quarterback who's not confident in himself, and, and that's never a good thing. That's never a good thing. So that's why I hesitate to – the Chiefs to win this division is because you have a quarterback with no, with very little to no confidence, right, leading your team. He's leading them. Right. And it's really, it's really an interesting situation that's going on there. Why? Why, why they? I don't know if it's unfair. What else are they going to get at the quarterback position when you got Alex Smith? The idea that you understand that part, but you got to do something to move active in order to move forward at the quarterback position. And right now, I don't see that in Kansas City as far as the quarterback position is concerned. Um, but I, I see them in second place. I see them moving in and, and being able to, to, you know, maybe challenge for the wild card. I don't think they're going to make the wild card. I think it's going to come out of uh, other divisions. That could be Miami. Uh, as far as that's concerned, I think they can probably grab by that. We'll, we'll talk about those other but there's also empty North, empty South, you know, with the South not being great, they're going to have to battle someone over that in the NFC North and the NFC East. I just don't see anybody coming up with the champions being the Patriots. So there's a battle for it where they're going to be, you know, depending on whether it's in their own division or if it's going to be in the, um, in the AFC, uh, in the AFC North. So, going to be interesting on what's going on over there, but as we move forward, I, I mean, 
I, I think we're both in huge agreement. Uh, and, and I love, I, I already got it. I've already put it out there. I got it over And I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I got it. I think they got all the tools. Quarterback. They got the momentum, Cuervo. Why? Because when you're about ready to step out on the football field with a hit, healthy Derek Carr, that motivation, I don't think even the expectations of them winning this division is anything that they have to worry about because they're not mental midgets over there. This is a football team that has got some strength on the mental side of the game, whether that be having confidence out on the football field, having the right coaching, having the right confidence, having guys that can make plays. That would have even said, Glenn, though,
uh, the situation going on in Seattle where uh, the the uh, friction between the head coach and some of the players. Uh, I think I think Marshawn's sitting back. He's smiling. He's laughing, saying that, "Well, I'm glad I'm not there anymore. I'm glad I'm not part of that situation anymore." He he can be happier being back home in
the pitch that he has, those Raider players, they are buying in. And you can say whatever you want about a head coach and their effectiveness. If you can get a head coach to get the message across and get the players to buy into what he's selling, you're in a much better different, uh, much better situation than you were. Um, and that's exactly what's going on in Oakland. And it started with the right hiring of Jack Del Rio. It was the right decision, Cuervo, without question. And let me see, did we lose Cuervo? Cuervo, you're on mute again. Yeah, sorry about that, Tony. I don't want any background noise while, while I'm not speaking. So, yeah, uh, sorry about that. So, but, you know, it, <clears throat> what it really what it really proves is that there's a lot of people around the NFL that really want to see this Raider team be successful again. It's kind of like, you know, in certain sports, it's not interesting if certain teams suck. You know, I mean, look at how how much, uh, you know, uh, how many more viewers you have in Major League Baseball over the past year with obviously, you know, the Cubs doing what they did. Okay, in in basketball, um, you know when 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 the Lakers and the Celtics become relevant again, you're going to get a huge crowd. It's going to gain popularity. Uh, you Absolutely. Know, it's the same thing in the in the NFL. It, you know, if if the Green Bay Packers stink or if the Dallas Cowboys stink uh, and the Raiders stink, nobody. I mean, the the the, uh, the big crowds are not interested. You know, you're getting. Yep. You're getting, you're getting Bengal Nation. You're getting uh, Colts Nation. You're getting these, these small-town market nations that yep. that don't even hold a candle to what the Raider Nation brings, to what the to what the Packer Nation, the the Steeler Nation brings. You know, it's 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 a whole different world when you talk about those teams. And I think guys like Jack Del Rio, guys like Marshawn Lynch, they want to see this Raider team be successful again. They want to see the Raiders be, you know, what they once were in the seventies, uh, early eighties when they were winning suit, you know, when they won a couple Super Bowls. it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a rich history about the, the Oakland Raiders that people want to see continue. And not only that, Cuervo, you think about what's going on there. Okay. This, if I'm not mistaken, last year in Oakland before they hit the Las Vegas area um, as far as where they're going to be playing for their future. I mean, the last year for the Oakland Raiders are going to be this year, and why not? Why not bring home a championship to the Oakland Raider fans? Because I'll tell you straight out, this is really simple. The, the if you can get that win, I, I love to see a Super Bowl win for the fans as the team is about ready to leave their their home, uh, whether it be Oakland and L.A. That's the only place I wanted to see those, that team head at. I, I, I'm not a big fan of them going to Las Vegas, uh, but last season right there in Oakland, wouldn't it be great to have them all set and ready to go and win a championship their last year right there in Oakland?
And let me get that button right here and see if he is there. Nope, I lost him. So that is something also to keep in keep in mind there. Hopefully he'll get back in before we lose uh, transmission at 3 o'clock. Uh, there he is. Good. So don't hang up there, Cuervo. We're going to go into overtime um, as we got four minutes left to go in the show. If you drop off after that, we can't get you back in just so that you know. Um, so where we're at there, Cuervo, is being able to talk about a football team winning a championship right before they leave Oakland. Wouldn't that be great for the fans, uh, quite, quite possibly the best fans in, you know, in the NFL without question? Oh, yeah, I know what I was saying, Sonny. I love nothing more than, um, you know, for for them, it would be, you know, the, the I guess, not the, uh, not, not a finger to, to Las Vegas, but kind of like, look, this is what you're going to get, and don't screw it up. <laughs> Because I, I don't know yes. if, if any type of ownership or anything like that is, is going to take over or if it's going to be the same ownership, it's going to be the same front office or if any of these, these Vegas people are, are going to get their hands in it. But, um, you know, the, if, if, that's, if that's the case, um, then, you know, I really hope they understand what it means to be part of the organization, you know. Without it's question. Like we talk about – what we talk about with, with with the Dallas Cowboys and and the uh, you know the New York Yankees uh, of of in sports. So you know, believe it or not, I mean you know people can make fun of the Raiders all they want, but man, when when they're good, people watch and people are interested. And, and yeah, I mean we've been talking about it now for the past ten fifteen minutes. And I mean think about it, three years ago, Sonny, we spent what five minutes talking about the Raiders, saying how much they stink. And okay, next. Yep. The, you know, four and twelve next. So it's it's definitely been a complete one eighty. It's not even not even a ninety degree turn with the Raiders, Sonny. It's it's been a full blown one eighty. Right. So that that being said, uh, with us going into uh, less than a minute left to go in the regular show, we're going overtime. Uh, they are going to be moving uh, and getting all squared away in 2018 at the beginning of the season in 2018. So something to keep track of, something to think of as we move now into our overtime here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Without question, uh, I love what we're doing here. Uh, we are talking the NFL. We are going to go ahead and backtrack, but let's get the uh, start of the fourth hour. I don't know how long we'll stay on, but we got to cover the NFC West with Cuervo, so let's do this. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. And we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show in overtime as we are talking the NFC and AFC West. And we got Cuervo on. We went through the NFC West already 
on my portion of it. Now we get the opportunity to bring in the co-host of this program here in overtime where we will talk the NFC West. And Cuervo, the, the NFC West, two years ago, if you don't remember, I know I remember, we were talking about the NFC West being one of the better divisions in football. But now, I don't know. We're going to talk about it, you know, as far as where we think things are going to happen. I've already given mine out. I don't know how much you heard. So let's start with your fourth place finishing team in the NFC West, Cuervo. Who you got there? What do you got going on in the NFC West in the fourth position? And unmute yourself, my friend. Don't hang up. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hanging up, Sonny. I, yeah. I, hit, I definitely hit the, the mute button. But Now, you might gotcha. be surprised, but I actually think the, the L.A. Rams are going to finish in last in this division. Um, not a big surprise to me. Yeah, and the reason, the reason I'm picking the Rams is because um, with an unproven head coach, with a quarterback that didn't really show you much last year, as the overall number one pick, um, that doesn't that doesn't uh, slide very well with with my analysis of this football team. So, really, those are two negatives right off the bat. Quarterback, head coach, which by the way, those are the most yep. two important pieces of a football team. So, without uh, question, you're, you're 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 in the hole big time when it comes to that situation. So. But that said, I mean, and and again, I don't see much improvement with this football team. I didn't. I don't see any moves that were made to make this team any better. So, yep. that's why I have the Rams finishing last. Yeah, and I talked about a little bit on what's going on as far as this Rams team is concerned. You know, it, the the fact new head coach, fact that Jared Goff didn't get much time at the starting back quarterback position, which he should have. Although they decide to play that, uh, well, we're going to mature the kid more so than putting him in there and letting him get his bumps and bruises that he could have got last year, Cuervo. And I just fear this year it's going to be this year that he's going to take even more bumps and bruises than he did in year number one in the limited time that he played um, out on the football field. The, the Rams are a football team that, unfortunately, you know, they, they go ahead, they make the move and are not going to be a team where uh, you have two teams in L.A. now, Cuervo, and the Chargers and the Rams, and neither one of them uh, did anything to improve themselves to the local area, Cuervo. We're talking about an area, first of all, that didn't want the NFL for how many years? Now they got them. Now they got two teams in L.A., and they're not able to to field a, a good product that the, the area could be excited about. Hell, this, this area is more uh, excited about USC starting up this season than they are the Chargers and the Rams. Right, and I mean, there's there's kind of a reason for that. I mean, USC's expected to be pretty damn good this year, but I get what you're saying, yep. though, too. I mean, you know, they begged for pro football here, and, <laughs> and this is what the NFL gave them. I kind of feel bad for LA yeah, football exactly. fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I really do. I do kind of feel bad for them, but you know what? You get, you you have to take what you can get, especially in you know when it comes to uh, 
the NFL. So, um, you know, but when it comes to this, this football team, yeah, I mean, like I said, Sonny, I mean, you know, you're you're already in the hole when your when your coach and quarterback are both unproven and haven't shown anything as far as what it takes to win in, in this league. So, uh, with that said, it just doesn't buy very well with, especially with the division that they're in, with the uh, yep. teams that you have to compete against twice twice in a season. So, um, if you're a Rams fan, it is not looking good at all. You're you're not. Your arrow is down. Your arrow yeah. is complete. Anything in the NFL for, for anybody in L.A. is not good for you this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you know, if you had the stock market, if the NFL was like a stock market, I mean, you better sell all <laughs> your stock out of L.A. like today. So, See what you could get for it and try to move forward. It, it is. It should be. It, it might get brutal. It might get it might get brutal there in L.A. and you you can have two teams in L.A. and you'll be lucky to get out of the season with six wins between the both of them. It could get real ugly. Now moving on to the team in third place, Cuervo. I don't think we have an argument at all. Yeah, I think you're going to go with the same way I went um, as far as third place is concerned. Who do you got in third place, and what's going on with your thinking as far as your third place team? Yeah, so I think I think San Francisco is going to surprise a, a little bit. Um, I really like Kyle Shanahan coming in as their head coach. Um, Love it. Probably a lot of the same things that you said too. So uh, kind of a probably a repeat of what you said. Um, I have no idea who the quarterback is going to be, but I do love Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, do that. I, I, I really like the. Yeah, I mean, I really like what what he brings to the table as a head coach. So. In reality, I mean, based on his background and his resume, um, I don't want to say any quarterback will work, but um, I think he can salvage the season with just about any quarterback. So, whether it's well, his Hoyer credentials or- give him that quirk. His credentials give him that, and that, and and he gets to earn that because of the credentials, without question. Um, when when you're looking at a team that that gets you all squared away, you you bring your background. If you're a new if you're a new head coach for a new football team, not only that, it is the San Francisco 49ers that is the storied franchise. It was before they had the new people come in there and just screw it up. At least they're on the right track by starting with the head coach. I'm not saying he's the best head coach out there um, that could have been hired, but he's definitely not the worst. Um, the problem, like you said, Cuervo, their quarterback position, Matt Barkley. Can we talk? I mean, I, you know, this. Your football team is the only thing that you've got to lead you there. Who's the other guy? My favorite guy, Brian Hoyer. I mean, you're going to have a quarterback controversy before this season even starts. And Brian Hoyer is not your guy. And yet this is a football team that's going to move forward with this guy as their quarterback you know, Brian Hoyer to start the season. Uh, but but this kind of funny, Cuervo, the other guy that they got sitting in their lineup at the quarterback position is none other than Christian Ponder. So you've got three lightweights to start you off this season at the quarterback position. And let's be honest, if they had Colin Kaepernick, they'd be in a better situation than they are right now at the starting quarterback position. 
Oh, without a doubt, Sonny. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, Kaepernick obviously knew the playbook and he knew the situation in San Francisco and, and, and whatnot. So right now, yeah, I think, I think you have a very good point in the sense of that San Francisco would be in a lot better shape if, if you know, they, Colin Kaepernick was more stable uh, as far as, you know, what he's doing in, in his career. So, um, but I really, you know, when it comes to the quarterbacks, it, it, I don't even call it a controversy. I call it, I call it a circus. It's a quarterback circus oh, yeah. over there. I mean, yeah, you know, who can who could juggle the pins better? Who can who could you know spin a basketball on their nose better? Like that's what it that's what it's come down to over there in San Francisco with the quarterbacks is who could put on who could put on the better show? Like who's who's the who's not a who's the Bigger bozo is going to be the one on the bench. So right, really exactly. And if anybody knows those two guys, it's it's me. It's me, Sonny. I mean, uh, seeing them in a Bears uniform last year, it was it really was. It was it was a circus. It was a clown show. Yep. So uh, it's you know with that. Said, I, I, I mean, don't I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, it, they supposedly have the. I mean, hey. Say whatever you want about the front office. I mean, we, we talked about that as well. Um, I, I I don't know. If you're the GM of this football team and you can't get a quarterback and you're uh, Mr. Lynch, okay, I'm going to tell you right now you got to do better than what you got. And, and you know, you can do whatever you want, Cuervo. You can pick up draft picks and do everything, but you don't have a quarterback. And and I'm, I'm sorry, that's going to be, the you know, the big um, – point this year that's going to be point it's going to be a red flag completely as soon as you find out who's going to be up underneath center for this football team and that being the san francisco 49ers and you're on mute there again my friend let's see and i lost oh i just lost it now sunny is going to try to do something here I'm going to try to call him and see if I can get him online more so because he's not going to be able to call in and get it all square. So Sonny is going to try to get our uh, co-host back up online, uh, and I can't. Ah, so But I think in the directions of where he's going, uh, as far as that's concerned, uh, it, it's very easy to understand uh, where guys are going to be going, uh, San Francisco. I, I, I think it would be really interesting. I want to uh, – let me see if I – well, not going to be able to get him in Facebook on a message either. I'm wondering. So we'll continue this conversation maybe on Tuesday. Maybe we'll get Cuervo back in here and we'll continue our talk on Tuesday, maybe at about 1 p.m. and finish our conversation about the NFC West because, unfortunately, I can't call out to get to him and we lost him. So, that having been said, that's where we're at here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is Sunday morning. It is that being said. I'd like to thank everybody for giving us a listen over here and letting us know that uh, uh, lots of good talk. 
Talks also on my Facebook page. That was a lot of fun, um, you know, talking about Colin Kaepernick, where everybody's at on that as well. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll try again on Tuesday at 1 p.m., try to bring in Cuervo, and we can talk about what's left in the NFC West and his opinion up on that. So for Cuervo, and unfortunately, by the way, catch Tarvin's show at 6 p.m. I'm going to be there. I can't wait for that one. It's going to be good here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And, folks, don't forget, September 1st, Rowan Eagles Varsity Football happens right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That's going to do it for me here on our Sunday morning tradition, that is. That being said, everybody have a great day. I'm out of here. Bye-bye.